Woo. GM. Woo. What an intro. God. I dance every morning. Free Market and I talk in the pre-show. We're having a coffee, just chilling. We hit that go live button, the five minute countdown, and I just start breaking stuff irrationally. I don't know what it is. I just, I get so hyped up. I just took like three pills of Molly. Good to go. It gets the people going. Gets the people going. GM, what is yeah. going on, DGENs? Episode 69. Nice. Nice. Right. Nice. I want to see everybody not only saying GM, but saying nice. Just nice. all show. Just say nice. It's, and it's uh, now our next big episode would be 420. I, you literally took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> it's all downhill from here until 420. That will be our next significant milestone. No more celebrating. Eyes exactly forward. One, it'll basically be exactly one year. Well, by my math, I was thinking like it should just be the amount of amount of content we produce should be just be a couple weeks at this point, right? Ah, yeah. Oh well, yeah. But official morning shows, right? The official morning shows, yes. Episode uh, four twenty is, yeah, I guess about a year away. Um, <laughs> five days a week, two hundred episodes. No, we got a little bit longer than that. I'm not going seven days a week. You can go seven days a week if you want. R two D two. R2D Gen. Yeah, don't say that. We're going to get canceled Jesus by Disney. Christ. There are nine Ether Orcs in the whole world. In all of Earth, there are nine Ether Orcs for sale. The floor on Ether Orc is 4.6 meters. You're, um, I, I can hear you. You sound a little underwater right now. A little underwater. Let me try to fix it. That fix it a little bit. I think you're talking into your bong. Oh, all right. I'll take a bomb if you insist. Did you insist? Was that what I heard? I always insist. You do whatever you want to do. You have Tomorrow. no idea what's in this cup. Oh, I just showed you it's coffee. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, it's hot. Man, I used to do that in my twenties. You'd be out till like six in the morning, seven in the morning with the homies, and you know the best way to cure. A hangover is alcohol because a hangover yes. is your body actually going through withdrawals. So the next morning, if you have a really bad hangover, a shot is actually the best thing to fix it. So what I, I would do. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I would go to a diner, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of New York City Greek diners and even in Williamsburg, a few bougie ones that are 24 hours. And I'd get a get me an old Irish coffee to cap yes. off the night. Yeah. My go-to is a uh, a Caesar, a Bloody Caesar. I guess you guys do Bloody Marys. Ooh. Use tomato juice. We use Clamato. Um, what the hell is a Clamato? Is, it's tomato-ish, but uh, I, I don't know if there's like something to do <laughs> with clams. Like what I don't know. Stuff is made from what the fuck? No, is no, what the fuck, man? It's good You've stuff. I don't know if I have a. I have heard of. Oh, coffee, it's yeah. like this isn't this isn't like we don't have tomatoes, so we have to use this. This is something else people want. Like they yeah, they, yeah, they like these clamatos. Yeah. It's grown yeah, on. It's purpose, a different tasting. It's a little okay. lighter. It's not as thick as tomato juice. Interesting. Um, I don't know. On how a bloody to, uh, Caesar. Probably more accurate. I'm not you, sure okay, what a bloody so, Mary is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you got you get uh, the rimmer on it, right? A lot of times, it's celery salt. But if you use the Montreal steak spice, celery salt, and some Cajun seasoning, it is absolutely delightful. <laughs> nice. Okay. Some Tabasco, some Worcestershire sauce, 
a vodka, obviously, or tequila or gin, whatever, like light alcohol. Whiskey is good, too. Um, horseradish is the key here. Yeah. If you like horseradish, you got to put it in these things because it is like instant. You get a hit of that horseradish. Hangover's gone. Nice. Nice. Medicinal. I like it. It is. Oh, my God. It's a scientific fact. You cannot be hungover and drunk at the same time. Yeah. See? This was my point. This was the uh, kids. Listen. Listen up. This is the advice you're here for at 8 a.m. Not 8 a.m. Now I want to drink. Now I want to drink. Oh, you're you're further out. Those hours change as we move towards the West Coast. Just give me one second. We're just we're going to celebrate episode 69 here for a second. He's having Jesus Christ. You guys have convinced him to actually get a drink now. My God. Oh, and all right, bowl. All right, I'll take it. What are we even doing on episode 69 before the show starts? You've convinced R2 to get a drink. Don't tell his, uh, well. Ah, you're back. I missed. Nothing. Nothing. You didn't miss anything. They're asking me to take a bowl while you get your your drinky poo. I think the people in Europe can join you. This is the other thing. This is Irish cream whiskey. It's kind of like Bailey's or whatever. Delightful. So let's do this. For the coffee drink. <laughs> Say when. No, oh my God, that was actually a lot. Fuck. <laughs> Cheers, gentlemen and ladies. Cheers. Episode sixty-nine. I that, nice. I think that was the drum roll today. Bing bong. Mm. <laughs> <coughs> hey now. Love that we're talking about drinks at 8 a.m. You've clearly <laughs> never talked to me very much. Somebody else said they want to play basketball with me. You would probably wreck me. Although I can do the uh, basketball spinny trick on the finger. Ready for some high-level NFT analysis, my friend? No, I just want to keep going on this. I'm having fun. No, do the uh, do the drum roll. No, we'll you know what? All right, oh, I'll do the drum roll. No, 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 keep going. no. Ah. I was going to say, you know what this is a preview of? This is a preview mm. of our Friday night hang that we uh, are doing in the Moon Lounge. Yes, exactly. Tomorrow, 5 p.m. We didn't forget about the town halls. We wanted to make it a little more casual, a little more fun. We're doing happy hour in the Moon Lounge. So join us. Uh, I know Nick's going to be there. Drip Cult will be there. I think Scott will be there. Um, and we're just going to all hang out, have a beverage together, and uh, you know, talk about Alpha Mint. It's going to be good. A little less formal, a little less structured than last time. I'm sure there's some stuff that we could talk about. But, uh, but yeah, make sure if you're a Moon Lounge member, you're, you, you're there. I, I want to see us all in our natural element, you know? I think Play Lost Glitches is inviting us to Russia. He's saying, come over and party. Yeah. <laughs> He's not in Russia. Oh. Isn't he? He'll take oh, us maybe though. he is. Oh, he's I Russian, know. I think. Yes, I forget. I don't Why are you Russian if you ain't from Russia? I don't know. Do Hurry, let's get the show started. I'm Russian now. Russian? Drum roll, please. We're rushing. Okay. GM, everybody, and welcome to the 69th extravaganza episode for the Alpha Men AM show, hosted live on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, very exciting. 69 recorded episodes on YouTube now. We did start them off a little bit before that, so who knows what fucking episode we're actually on. But for the, now, we're just going to call it episode 69. I am your host, R2DGen, and joined with me, as always, free market capitalist. Hey, now. 
Hey, now, 69 episodes in a row. We haven't missed a single day. How do you feel about that? You feeling good? How You think you can go another 69, another 420? Amazing. I, I don't think you're asking me to go 69. I, I don't <laughs> think uh, I've ever had uh, more fun. I, I enjoy NFTs so much. I never got much traction talking about them on my Twitter account because I used to be in FinTwit. But now, now I get to talk about NFTs all day. The JPEGs we love. I'm Once I'm loving an outcast it. and now an NFT celebrity. I think that Ooh. is the definition of GMI, my friend. Tropo liked my post this morning. Of course, I did tag him directly. I feel bad. I, I felt bad afterwards. I was like, that was a little day class say, but at least Tropo's used to it. Someone yeah. goes, I said they were... <laughs> No, listen, I said there were 12 orcs left on the floor. And he goes, I should just sweep them all and list it 20. And I was like, Tropo will undercut you uh, immediately if you do that. that my, <laughs> Did he? I, 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 I tagged him like some sort of. Oh, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It, it's funny. I, I know I told you this, but I'll say it on the show, too. I was listening to a podcast that I, I relatively frequently listen to. Um, it's called My First Million. Pretty good. Um, but, uh, they were talking about, um, content creation and, you know, they, they do a lot of newsletters and stuff like that. One of the guys was the founder of the hustle. You might've heard of it. Um, and how content creation can kind of become this prison that you make, you commit to a certain time every day. Um, and you gotta, you gotta get up, you gotta do it no matter what, you gotta really keep that ball rolling. And then they started talking about, uh, Pompliano and how he is probably the biggest known, um, voice in crypto right now. And, and, uh, you know, a, a certain demographic definitely looks towards him and doing it and how he actually does a YouTube show every day as well with, I think his brother and one of his friends and they go for like three hours. I was like, huh, we kind of do that too. And, you know, they were saying like, it's hard though, because he has to continue doing that now indefinitely. But then it came up in the discussion that, um, you know, the reason why it's easy and the reason why that he can do it is that it's basically a conversation that we, he would be having with his his brother and his friends anyways. They basically just threw a camera and a microphone on it and and they talk and then people watch. And I actually felt I, I, I felt a lot of um, a lot of that speaking to me, too, because you and I have known each other for almost a year now. Uh, we have had plenty of voice chats in in private just talking about stuff. Um, and here we are now on episode 69, just still talking about stuff. And apparently people like listening to it. And it's easy. That's an awkward silence. I don't know. Did I say something wrong there? No, I, I actually agree with you. <laughs> I think that's exactly why it works. Uh, it's because uh, it's effortless. So, yeah, having a great time. And I, I it does not feel like work to me, so... Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, well, I mean, hey, it, it you know, there there are times where it's hard to find what we're going to talk about, but once we get up here and we just start going, next thing you know, 2 hours later is uh has gone by and NFTs have been a little slow. I feel like everyone's waiting with bated breath right now for something yeah. for cool pets, for raid party, for the Super Bowl, for the next bull, for you know, there's all everyone sitting and waiting and or or even Ethereum, what's it going to do, right? It's a uh, wait and see. Wait and see mode right now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we like, we said this yesterday on the show, and again, it's turning into Groundhog Day because we were pretty certain that Cool Pets was actually going live yesterday, and uh, here we are talking about them delayed again. It's supposed to be going down at noon today. 
but we said that yesterday too. So who knows? You're pretty convinced that they're just going to go ahead and do a raffle. <clears throat> I don't think so. Now. I mean, that's what before I was 100% convinced they were just going to say. I, I, I thought they were getting hung up on this idea that this is, they don't want a gas war. They don't think that looks good for their brand, whatever, however you want to say it. But they seem to be, you know, ready to go. They're still going to do a public sale. They said that the main issue for them was this DDoS attack that came in, which, man, I mean, Artifact was saying the same thing on their failed launch. I don't, I'm not going to deny that there was a denial of service attack, but it just, I don't know. You know, it, it, I don't believe this, but I will tell you what my mind did. And I think other people's minds did too. One too many delays and you go, is there something wrong with the actual game? You know, because yeah. of course, th this is a public facing company. All right. They're going to put on a, a PR face. They are going to leverage things that they need to. And that's not wrong. I don't, I, I, I am a very big bull on cool cats and cool pets. It's just, I know the, what, what this looks like, how it's perceived and just what your brain does. Like after a point you go, Hey, is there actually something wrong here? We're not seeing, but I don't think it is. I, you know, I'm like Lucy with the football or Charlie Brown with the football right now. But I do believe today at 12 PM, we're getting some sort of public sale from cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And I think a, a bunch of you actually tuned in last night, uh, Maz yourself and I hosted a uh, Alphamint Twitter spaces around p2e gaming you know ether orcs the cool pets drop raid parties coming up pixelmon was uh, you know there's a lot of polarizing opinions on there um but one of the things that we did talk about is it, it's there's kind of this like at least internally for myself these conflicted feelings of i applaud them for understanding that something's not ready and delaying it but at the same time is it a black mark on a team like cool cats who have been looking towards this launch presumably for months and uh and now in the the final hour continued to delay it um i, I don't know it, i don't think it changes my long-term view on them but uh, i think people are a little uh hurt by it you know what i mean and i don't know um if that sounds corny to say they're hurt by it but i think there were a lot of people that put a lot of faith into this team and now uh i think you know you've seen the floor kind of fall a little bit uh maybe losing some of that hype cycle that they certainly had going into last monday or whenever fuck i don't even remember when they were originally supposed to drop um i think it was last monday and and you know here we are kind of still talking about what's going on with that and i think you're right i i feel i, I feel like it's you haven't gotten the full answer you know yeah and it's you know i it's a little unacceptable for a company who had that much time and that much money um especially and they admitted it yesterday that their communication on everything has been relatively poor they just hired a new ceo it's kind of his job to communicate to the who we really haven't going heard on. from right i think I think we may have yesterday. I wasn't actually looking at the spaces because I was, but I was listening to it and I forgot who was talking. We may have heard from him uh, for kind of the first time yesterday. I, I just, so like you said, I don't know if we're getting the full story. And again, I don't really think it matters if they actually have a good product and this is the cool cats brand. I mean, I don't think they would be launching it if they didn't think they had a good product. Maybe they didn't do enough testing. Maybe some things went wrong that they didn't foresee, but they must have what they believe is a very good product. 
to be launching it. I think all faults aside, we can assume a, a company and project of this stature is at least going to do that. Um, the interesting thing, I think, to me that came out of yesterday was that they have implied they are going to put together the liquidity pool for milk. Right. Now, mm-hmm. why is that interesting to me? Because they are partnered with Time Magazine. They have access to the best lawyers, period. Okay. They've been given the green light to set up this liquidity pool. I think that has implications for every project. I would look, I, if you knew. And you know, OpenSea isn't delisting yeah. cool cats over this. No, no. And, and they're a partner with Coinbase. And again, forget delistings. They're, you'd be worried about the SEC. Forget delisting from the fucking exchange. You don't want to get some sort of letter from the Securities and Exchange Commission. So, yeah. I wonder if yeah. there was some kind of weight because we all know when those liquidity pools first drop. So there's always, you know, bots go crazy um, while people are trying to get their liquidity in big buys and big sells really kind of fuck with that until it stabilizes. But along the way, a lot of people get wrecked um, sometimes. And I wonder if maybe the weight of that, you know, that looming over their brand um, is is not worth it. And maybe it's picking the lesser of two evils and just say, we're going to fund the liquidity pool, make it, you know, pretty deep so that, uh, you know, these, these medium sized buys can't just completely destroy the market. Um, I agree. And, 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 you know, our brand is tarnished because you always get those people who are like, I just, you know, I just put one ETH into to milk and I only got one token and I got fucked. Right. That's no, of course I, I, they definitely want that's why every project wants to fund their liquidity pool. This is that that's no question, but there is no way that this is given a green light without extensive, extensive research by their lawyers, by Times lawyers. And I so to me, this is a great sign for projects out there with utility tokens between Coinbase and now Cool Cats really being aggressive. And how they approach it, it's seeming to signal to me that they think that it's okay legally. And that's a big deal because it's been opaque. You know, smaller teams don't have access to that type of legal counsel. So, yeah, definitely. That definitely could be a game changer. And I just wanted to say, I left that um, our our spaces last night thinking a lot more about P2E gaming um, and where it can go. And maybe this is just me or or people that are in the traditional gaming space are used to it but delays are so commonplace in that industry that i wonder if maybe i'm a little bit desensitized for it and i'm not understanding why everybody else is getting so up in arms about it um because at the end of the day they do bring in a lot of money to like traditional games that is they are well funded and you do expect good or better things from these teams um but one of the things that i think is so important um with uh, NFT gaming or crypto gaming is getting it right on the first shot because in traditional gaming, there's no finance at stake for like personal finance at stake other than your um, initial investment in, in in enjoyment, right? That's really the only return you're getting is enjoyment of the game. Um, the game can be patched indefinitely, retroactive, not retroactively, but like if something is game breaking about it, the devs can get in there, fix it, and you know it, it just works the next time you boot it up. There are ha- there's not all of these people's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars at risk in doing so. 
when you're dealing with simple minting contracts in in NFTs, uh, smart contracts in in crypto, um, it's pretty easy to get them audited to say, yes, this looks good. Everything should go fine. But as you start to build out more complex models, games have, um, you know, more fault points that can happen. A decimal being off can have huge in- implications on how how well or poorly a game goes, right? And the only way that you really get to test that properly is through beta testing in traditional gaming, where they let it out into the world and people just play the shit out of it and complain and complain and complain and they fix it and they fix it and they fix it. And then all of a sudden you have a working product. You don't get to do that in here. So I really do think that while the delays are frustrating, people just have to remember that one small mistake in one of these games could be not only the death of the company that is launching it, because sometimes it's unrecoverable from, but also the death of your uh, your financial interest in it too, right? So yep. I'm just saying I would rather them say, look, it's going to be another week, but it's going to be right rather than fuck it. You guys want it. Here you go. And then all of a sudden it's just, it's shit. It's a mess. And everybody's, you know, uh, the value of everything just goes to zero. There's a lot at stake with that. There's going to be a lot of road bumps going down with this. Um, not, not specific to raid party or cool pets or anything current, but as the space grows, as these games become more and more complex, there's more and more fault points. There's more and more security, uh, potential security breaches in it. Um, and the onus and the impetus to get it right the first time has never been higher. So I think that we all just need to kind of just take a, a little bit of a deep breath and, and understand what's going on here. Because a lot of these uh, things that are happening have never been done before. Well, I'll tell you why it's happening, R2. What is the biggest utility for NFTs? Access, right? Community. Community is access. It's access to the people who are part of this project, right? And that has Mm -hmm. caused a when, when, when culture and can the devs do something. And I think this is going to be a big learning experience for something like Cool Cats, which has now transcended Web3. This is, you have to approach this in a dual manner. And that is from the higher level PR perspective of a publicly traded web to traditional company, because they have mastered communication in a sense and mastered risk mitigation in a sense. Web three is all piss and vinegar right now. It's very, it's all risk. It's all quick. It's all when, when, when I think cool cats will learn from this, but I think that's what it is. I think it's a culture clash. And I think when you become something like Cool Cats or Board Ape Yacht Club, you can't even remotely fall prey to the when, when, when. Sure, people have access, but I wouldn't feel rushed or hurried in any manner. And I can't chalk any of these mistakes up to anything but that. I mean, well, you know, and take an extra two is, weeks and kick the tires. One of the great things is you're saying Cool, cool Cats will learn from this. I would imagine the implications will be bigger in that, you know, mm-hmm. as an aggregate market and, and, and the intelligence of everything that's going on, everybody will learn from this, right? Yeah. Um, this was a great discussion that we had with Dots yesterday is that we're, you know, we're all starting from the same start line right now. And everything that happens going forward is uncharted territory. Right. Which, by the way, shout out to Dots for jumping on the show yesterday. Oh, that was fucking amazing. Kaiju Kings. Kaiju's on Coindesk. They're having a blast. Yeah. Someone said to me, which 
or someone didn't say to me, they tweeted out, which project under five ETH is going to be the first one to go to 10 ETH? Guess which one I said. Uh, Kaijus? Correct. Correct. And those would be the Can you even count it under five ETH now, though? I thought it was above that. I'm trying to say the babies, which are at about 1.6 or 1.5 right now, those are going to 10 ETH. What's your time horizon here? I'm just curious, not 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 trying to pin anything on you. My time horizon, I don't know, because this you team don't have to have doesn't one. put out roadmaps, yeah, which is good. Right. I think that I I I am just I'm here. I'm bullish. Mm. Your own, uh, the question was most likely, not most likely by the end of the year or anything. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, so I think it's going to happen this bad. year. My pr- my price target for kaiju's is tenth this year. I just don't know if it's going to be, you know, we know we're going to go through a bear at some point in the first quarter. We, it happens every year. This isn't going to be anything unexpected. I'm sure you're going to attribute some news. Not you. I just mean the, the industry at large is going to attribute some sort of news item or Ethereum going up or Ethereum. Go, they'll fit a reason to it when I am such a student of seasonality, both in traditional markets. And, and yes, there are years where seasonality is bucked. It's so rare. It doesn't matter to me. If I'm wrong on that year, I don't care. I know I'm right next year. Yep. Um, uh, okay. Well, speaking of news, we uh, we went off on quite the tangent there, but we can jump into it real quick. Um, I can just do lightning round, honestly, because this was such a, a great conversation. I didn't want to interrupt. I'll just say anything. stupid or cool to everything. You go lightning round headline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I mean- you know, if there's something that you don't want to talk about, feel free to do that. Um, Bitcoin trading sideways, ETH trading sideways. It kind of crossed 3,300 briefly yesterday. It's pulled back. Um, actually, just in the even in the time that we've been talking, pulled back to about 31.5. Um, cool or stupid? Are you saying it hit 3,200 <laughs> resistance exactly and is pulling back now and consolidating? I thought it broke. Damn, it broke need- 3,200. To like thirty two twenty or thirty two fifty, nothing extra. Look, look, yeah, okay, fair. All right, y'all. Whatever. ETH <laughs> consolidate. Be good. We love the ETH. It's going one hundred fifty k. Kathy said it. Kathy said it, and Kathy is. Uh, well, I don't want to say she's always right, but she is uh, definitely a crypto bull for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. We're trading in a channel, and uh, it goes up, it goes down. But uh, over the long term, up and to the right. Um, next news article: Robin Hood plans to be crypto first in global expansion push. Trading app Robin Hood wants cryptocurrencies to be a central part of its business strategy, according to one of the company's top executives. I can't tell you how much I dislike this. Um, I suppose there's that element of Robin Hood doing big things to onboard people into crypto. I'm under the impression that they actually have their crypto wallet set up. So if you're buying it, you can actually transfer it out. That was my biggest sticking point on, on, uh, Robin Hood earlier is that, you know, one of their biggest revenue streams was trading a crypto trading on their platform. But at the end of the day, you had no access to those funds. You were literally just trading against the numbers that they were showing on the screen. You could not transfer your Bitcoin or Ethereum out. You could not transfer it in. Um, and, and it was kind of just existed within there and who you know who knows if they even had enough to cover their entire thing i bet they didn't um but here we are their plans are very very crypto forward i think in terms of um accessibility to new people and easing the idea in i guess i have to concede that this is not the worst thing in the world but then you know you scroll down and you look at the list of uh cryptocurrencies that they have 
available for trading. We have Bitcoin. Okay. We have Ethereum. Okay. We have Dogecoin. Okay. With Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Satoshi Vision, Ethereum Classic are still on there. Litecoin, I'm just going to leave off because it just exists. But I mean, I just see this stuff and I just think like, why are we still holding on to this junk? This is one of those NFT projects that has long been dead, but there's still a couple of people that are bag holding it and are screaming that this is the next thing. Ethereum Classic is going to eventually take over Ethereum. No, it's fucking not. I mean, it's 1% of the value. It's 3,000, what, we're at 3,300 in ETH. It's like $32 for Ethereum Classic. You get these people that go, well, if ETH is 33,000 or 3,300 and uh, Ethereum Classic, if it can just, you know, catch up to ETH and I'll make the, like, it's a fucking pipe dream. Like, these things to me are as scammy as it gets, honestly. If Bitcoin a- Cash, fucking, what's the guy's name? Roger Ver in charge of Bcash or whatever it is. Like, fuck them. If Hate Beast migrated over to Ethereum Classic, I think the floor price would be accurate. Right. Oh, okay. Yes, I get it. I had to do a second about like what you were what you were trying to get at there. Correct. I hope some of you out there found that funny. I uh, find it. And yeah, Keno Misto. Keno Misto. First of all, I've been talking about how Squiggles is a rug for weeks on this show. So please, for my own joy and edification, send us that thread about Squiggles being a rug. Uh, I would love to see that thread. Please post it here in the chat. Uh, yes, Squiggles is a rug. Yes, it's low effort junk that's being dangled to Instagram morons. Uh, and it's going live today with a three ETH Dutch auction starting point. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we will talk about exactly. Squiggles a little bit later. But if you can send me the, the Twitter yeah, link. Yeah, I'd like that, to I read that. I want R2 to put it on the screen so that yes. I can uh, just just read it and have joy. Yes, I'm yes. Percy, sup. <laughs> sup. Uh, okay, What's moving up, on. Crypto.com snaps up uh, naming rights to F1 Miami Grand Prix following its $100 million sponsorship deal with Formula One. Crypto.com has signed a nine-year deal for naming rights to F1's newest race. This is really exciting. I mean, we talk about uh, you know Crypto.com with the taking over the Staples Center naming, FTX moving into that, these big brands. Crypto.com has been everywhere on Formula Formula One, you see it on the banners, um, and and now the uh, Miami Grand Prix is going to be named after Crypto.com. That's very cool. But I just wanted to highlight this to people because um, you know I'm Canadian. I know a lot of our viewership is American. NASCAR is obviously big in in our culture. I didn't really realize until somewhat recently, and when I say somewhat recently, I mean like in the last like eight years, just how big. Um, the Formula One brand is in the world. I mean, you're you're really talking like soccer, cricket, and Formula One is some of the biggest sports in the in the in the entire world. Um, and I just I, I love seeing these big big numbers being thrown around to sponsor it and just putting it at the forefront. Again, we talk about this as like brute force method of of just constant exposure, and it will just begin to normalize for people. Yeah, I, I it's it's another sign, another another nail in the coffin, uh, all that good stuff. F one is huge around the world. I know our our residents, uh, dirty milk, the dirtiest milk you've ever seen, is a huge huge uh, F one fan. So shout yeah. out to that. And I have been glancing at this squiggles thread. If you could see me doing the chef's kiss right now, mm-hmm. I am just. 
Ah, uh, uh, they tagged me in it. I'll send it to you right now. Uh, oh, okay, perfect. Second. It's just, you know, the team has done eight other rugs that sit at a 0.000 floor right now. And this is, is that right? Their most, yeah. And this is just their most oh. elaborate rug. So well, cool. Yeah. Let's fire through these news articles and just get right into yeah, that. Yeah, let me, uh, let, me you, let me send that over to you, old art too. Uh, thanks, man. Appreciate you. No um, Gucci buys land and Ethereum game, the sandbox to create metaverse experiences. The luxury brand will also sell virtual items for players to wear in the game. Uh, I just wanted to pull this one up as a shout out to FMC, who uh, pegged Gucci as one of the. Um, you know, one of the leading brands to get into the metaverse when we, after we had the Nike and Adidas conversation, kind of threw it up to him as to who would be the next big brand in there. And I believe you said Gucci and Louis Vuitton. So um, as always spot on with, uh, with that, um, with that call there, so this is a, exciting. Though. Yesterday, in the metaverse. you know, I, I'm, I'm like everybody else in the metaverse bullish on sandbox. We know Kongs and sandbox, probably have the largest relationship. It's a Kong's, you know, whatever. And hearing how bullish Dots was on that yesterday, because I respect Dots' opinion so much, and just hearing him the way he talked about it, it got me even more bullish than I was before on Sandbox itself. You know, we talk about teams selling promises. <laughs> this Sandbox has been selling land to a metaverse that doesn't exist for years now, and people eat it up as the next big thing. You know, now, I I believe it is because the people behind this are just, you know, we talk about docs versus reputation. There's so much reputation here. This is, this, it's impossible that this is anything but the product that it's it's being, you know, made out to be. Um, so this is, you know, I, I think these fashion brands moving in is so, so damn huge. I, one of the ways people can even get into crypto, if you have nothing, if you have no money is places like the sandbox and DCL have free APIs that you go in and will allow you to make clothing and design things. You don't need anything. You could do it right through their stuff. And you can put it right on their marketplace and sell it. And I think metaverse clothes are going to be effing huge. We talk about Artifact and we see what they're doing. But yeah, I mean, Gucci moving in, how, how much bigger does it get than that? Uh, not much bigger, I think, is the, no. the, long, the long answer to that, honestly. Yes, thank you for uh, linking me to this doc. I did not realize that this was a 60-page deep dive into um a lot of stuff this is fascinating i don't even know where to begin to talk about this on the stream but uh um i think well what's nice is that i'll i'll send you one screenshot and this really encapsulated encapsulates it right because my main gripe with this team was how they switched their art and had a new pro like I actually liked the doodles derivative when I had seen, and I think everybody did when Correct. we had seen the squiggles art originally, but it was too good. The squiggles team wasn't putting up with it. And that when they changed it and had new art ready to go like a week later, that was such a red flag to me. Like we talk about, Teams that are passionate, teams that are authentic. What kind of authenticity can there be in rushed out art? And then when we saw what they were rushing out, it was fucking terrible. <clears throat> like how anybody stayed in that discord or even thought that this was a project they should continue to support 
was just crazy to me. And forget all the other standard signs we see of nobody knows who the fucking team is. They have 200,000 Twitter followers, 8 million in the Discord. Those obviously faked, pumped up numbers based on manufactured hype. And now this is a 60-page dossier on this bullshit crap scam of a team. And you can read through it, but the bottom line is I'm looking at at least five rugs right here, four rugs right here that they have done over the last year that are all sitting at a 0.000 floor. And I bet and they I've were never even rugs. Heard never heard of them. Never heard of them up right here. This is the screenshot you sent me. League of Sacred Devils, League of Divine Beings, Vault of Gems, Lucky Buddhas. That one actually sounds a little bit familiar. And it doesn't even it doesn't even matter it doesn't even matter what these projects were or how successful they were. Nobody who is authentic and putting out art that is, you know, from a special place that is a genuine. No one puts out that many projects in a year. This is a fucking project farm. It's mm-hmm. it's it's manufactured bullshit. It's a stain on our industry. I hope the support gets out there in their Dutch auction. Well, I mean, the one fucking NFT. We can we can tell you from firsthand experience how long it actually takes to work on a a, a project that you put a lot of your time, energy, passion, and love Months. into. Yes, <laughs> B- before you even make it public, and they and they're pumping out four projects in a year, and now have squiggles ready to go. It's bullshit. Fuck, yes, man. I feel bad for anyone who mints this because so, I don't even you know, care to cook. How could you dump this on somebody? I understand trading something like a Zuki. You get in there, you mint it, you trade it, you sell it to the next person, whatever. How do you stick someone with this? It's going to fucking zero. It's it's you're stealing ETH from somebody. It's fucked well, up. They're stealing ETH from the entire community, too. And I know that sounds corny or moralistic or anything like that. But, um, you know, let's just suppose that this thing mints out at three ETH and how many. It's one, um, isn't it? Doesn't it start at one? I think. Oh, it starts at three ETH. The Ducks auction is three ETH down to 0.4. Fucking cunts. No, I mean, really, it, 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 it correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, but I was reading this this morning. It's on our um our, our drops thing like you know starting at three eth if this thing mints out that one money ETH. is hmm? one eth it's one eth yeah maybe i read that wrong okay mm-hmm. well regardless um ridic- <laughs> starting at point two would be ridiculous with this team no it's going maybe, to zero. maybe we just had a typo on our daily drops i'm looking at it right now but that doesn't mean that uh you know accidents do happen um that was yes, you're right. That was Pixelmon. Um, regardless, okay. So what? Like how many how many thousands of ETH is just going to leave the these guys? If you look in this Squiggles rug alert thing that this guy clearly put a lot of time and energy to, tied it all back to all of this shit. I want to actually read it because I know that we got to kind of say like allegedly and whatnot. Um, but uh, oh no, it's not loading. Perfect. It's probably but hopefully it's not allegedly. loading. Because this is what we do, yo. No, seriously. I get it. I get it. it. No, I know. We're on here to analyze projects, all right? And the last one we talked about like this was Fishy Fam. And lo and behold, three days ago, what does this scumbag of a company do? They airdrop one of their shitty JPEGs into Steve Aoki's wallet and then put out tweets like he just bought it. They tried to make it look like Steve Aoki just joined the fishy fam gang and their own fucking their own fucking community called them out. 
They right. people started selling because of that bullshit lying marketing tactic. You know well, what type of team would do that? A fucking slow rug, a scam, bullshit, cockface team. Here's where like they tried to justify it too, and they're like, "Well, Steve Aoki was on the white list because he asked." Well, you had a lot of people on the white list, so Steve Aoki just gets to ask, and he's on there. Okay, like fine, whatever. I get it. It's part of the marketing thing you do. Steve Aoki couldn't mint. Yeah, well, n- neither could like twelve hundred other people because you fucked your contract up so bad that the people that were actually there trying to support you from the beginning, whether or not it was a rug, got fucking rugged too. And then Steve Aoki comes back or, or you know, you're saying, oh, we just owed this one to Steve Aoki. Well, what about all of the ones that you fucking owed to all of the other people? And sure, OK, maybe they tried to make it right or blah, 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 blah. These things were trading at 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8 ETH higher at one point. I don't know. All of those people that could have mint could have minted and sold. But you fucked it up so bad that, you know here we are still talking about them. The floor has just gone lower and lower and lower. And then all of a sudden you're like, Steve Aoki's in. Well, Steve Aoki tried to be in from the get go, but you screwed up your launch so fucking bad that Steve Aoki couldn't get in at the beginning. And now you're just giving them away free NFTs to try and pump your bags a little bit more. It's fucking stupid. That statement alone alone was more of a slap in the face to the community than actually airdropping Aoki the NFTs and saying that he was in now to try and justify it. There were so many people in there that got royally fucked and they're just giving it away to Aoki's in. Fuck. Yes. Squiggles, same boat. It's all bullshit. It's, you know, people are going to get wrecked. And, you know, I see people talking about the Super Bowl and normies coming into the space. Yes. That's actually one of the big problems. These people come into this space. They get filtered in through all of these Instagram, you know, hype threads, stories. They, you know, I see so much bullshit on TikTok about somebody pulling up a board ape that they don't own. Be like, I just bought this NFT for $200 yesterday. Boom. Look, it just sold for 1.2 million dollars no you fucking didn't that wasn't even yours right but people see that and go i want that money too oh my god it's just a cash cow and then they get into shit like prime a planet prime kong planet all of those fucking 3d projects squiggles fishy fam and they get absolutely destroyed and they're left with a two thousand dollar bag and they go back they probably have to lie to their families about how much money they lost or didn't lose or you know didn't even tell them about it they have to carry that with them and now they're just going out there and saying nfts are a fucking scam and you know why because from their point of view they are this shit just the market needs to start rejecting this garbage and i hope that this investigative work that this guy did um you know, doesn't go unnoticed. I hope that one of the reasons it took so long to load was that it's being so shared and everybody's opening it that, um, you know, this it was is just uh, shared in the lemon lounge. So yeah. just posted it in there. Um, and yeah, Cambo, I'm glad I, I, I saved you some money, but guess what? It ain't FUD if it's true. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, fear, uncertainty and doubt does not tie into truth. Right. That's uh, those are two very, very separate things. Um, yeah. I mean, this is shameful. It, it has to get gone. And I just hope that our market does start rejecting this bullshit because, sure, maybe you minted at one ETH. Maybe it runs up to two ETH and you're able to sell it. And you're like, yes, I just made one ETH profit. I've got two ETH now in my wallet. Somebody else is going to be holding that bag, hoping that it goes to four ETH. It's it's not. They're going to be bag holding and it's going to hurt a lot. Yep. Free markets typing an essay over there. 
Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the lemon lounge kind of declaring a lot, you know, they really need to be filtering this shit through me. And we, we got, I don't know why people aren't asking me to help them choose who to partner with, because this is like, how are you going to, you know, these are the most obvious fucking rugs I've ever seen in my life. In my life. This is like fucking child's play. And you know, the thing is, all of you guys, you're sophisticated NFT traders. You're listening to a show about NFTs. You know how many miles ahead of everybody else that puts you? Those num-nums on Instagram, you think they're going to see this 60-page dossier before they go waste their money in five hours? I doubt it. Well, I mean, look, at, at NFT just got banned from Instagram. It was a Mark Cuban-owned account. Now, not Mark Cuban-ran account, but Mark Cuban-owned account. And it got banned for shilling all of this bullshit. Most people would think at NFT, Bart Cuban owns it, blah, blah, blah. This thing is legit. They're not going to be shilling me shit. Well, they were, and they got wrecked on that too. So who can you trust in this, in this industry, right? I don't, you know, I hope us, you know, I hope the greater community really just starts to reject this stuff. And, you know, we welcome new people into this space with open arms and kind of push them in the direction of good quality projects we talked a lot about like what green flags exist in projects we talked so much about red flags and that's we talk about red flags so much because so much of this shit exists but you know there it it is just it's 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 really a turning into a dark side of our industry and again i don't want to sound corny or moralistic but it just it really needs to stop these guys are getting fabulously wealthy off this shit and you know i hope they go to fucking prison honestly Look, I mean, this really comes down to education. People have to understand what to look for. Like when I say these things are obvious to me, it's only because I've seen a hundred of them. So these are great learning moments for everybody. Our industry gets smarter every time this happens. It's sad to see, but just know what to look for and don't be blinded by the idea of making a lot of money. Right. I mean, it's just it. I know it's very tempting, especially when you see that much hype. But I, I am telling you, the best money is made on projects with like less than 20,000 followers in the Discord. There's these like overhyped projects, they're really, really, you see one like Hate Beast or you see one like Mecca and you think everyone's going to be like that. But boy, it's, uh, you know, I hate these cash grabs. I hope the industry is getting smarter as they see this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I just pulled up Hape now because I already had it pulled up because I I, I don't want to say I find it fun, but the daily check-in of watching this thing go down, right? You know, the, the, the veil has been revealed. You know, these were not what they said they were going to be. They were not as good. Now they're promising announcements. Oh, big things are coming, blah, 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 blah. I mean, 50,000 ETH in volume almost traded on this. The floor is falling. Three and a half ETH. When this was pre-revealed just after launch, we had people in this chat saying 15 ETH is programmed pre-reveal. You'll see, you'll see, you'll see. I'm And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to do this. See, we were right. Like, ha, told you so thing. But we see this happen time and time again. This is Mecca 2.0 to a T. Yeah, maybe worse, honestly. No, this is, I, I have said a million times, I would rock 10 Meccas for the rest of my life over any of these projects. Mecca was, Mecca was terrible execution on too many levels, whether it was the launch, whether it was the art, okay? But I don't think these guys were disingenuous. I, I, they're working now. I mean, they're releasing new stuff. This company isn't going away. I think they have plans for it stupid failed or not 
Okay, that to me, I don't get rug feelings from Mecca. I don't think that these guys tried to run away with a bunch of now. It was a gigantic amazing point. Right. Right. It was a gigantic liquidity suck on our market. But these other projects, they're not even real. They made this art three weeks ago. And again, I don't have 100. I heard through hearsay that they stole the art from another project. Like they didn't. Where else could they come up with this art? In two weeks. And, you know, it's it's really uh, it's sad. Um, so whatever. I, I, I'm glad this is, you know, there's five hours to go. Hopefully this goes viral right now. I think a lot of NFT because this pisses us off, like a lot of us that are here trying to do just, you know, do good work because we enjoy doing good work, get pissed off by stuff like this. It steals money from the industry. It steals attention share and it makes people who are unsophisticated and don't know anything, think that everything that goes on here is a scam because it's the loudest, because these are the loudest voices. These 250,000 scam projects are the ones that actually permeate normie mindshare. And it's terrible. It, it, yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, and I, I thought your point about uh, Mecca never feeling like a rug was so spot on because I hadn't even really thought about it in that regard. But if you were around for Mecca, if you were in, you know, the discords or the communities talking about Mecca, those people who were minting Mecca, um, we weren't exactly a fan of how it all went down. I mean, it was a raffle. So you, you had your, your fair share at getting, getting in and minting um, pre reveal. It went to astronomical heights, uh, heights, much like hate beast did. Um, the, the, the reveal was delayed. You know, they had some issues with the art. Apparently I don't remember ever actually feeling like it was a rug at the time. And I never really put myself back in those shoes and thought about it. Um, but definitely have felt that way about so many of these projects. Some people are saying Karafuru is, uh, revealing today too again like you know we are 20 uh, 16,000 eth in trading on karafuru almost 17 now the reveal is apparently going down today but again what, what are we almost two oh they are revealed now actually ah you want to take a look at them yeah i wasn't uh i w- i thought the reveal was going down a little bit later so i had it queued up the i refreshed the tab and there they are but uh i mean you know we have to expect these um brands to start doing better because these <laughs> extending that reveal people paid twelve thousand dollars <laughs> well what i was going to say is extending that reveal is you know who's winning is OpenSea, right like this is the yeah. bike you're just you're sitting at a poker table throwing yeah. money in, redistributing it, and then you know, uh, it, it's slowly all coming oh off the table. Man, NFTs are fun, aren't they? I don't know. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Free. Uh, you know I what? Know. I, I mean, you you have different, definitely different feelings about these. <laughs> these aren't the worst things I've ever seen, if I'm being honest with you. But you, you, I, I, I mean, know that you... I, they're not the worst things I've ever seen if they minted at 0.8 and we're sitting at 0.4. What I mean, 0.08, and we're sitting at 0.4. What did these mint out you know, you know how you look at certain things and they scream 10 ETH to you? Like, didn't Azuki yes. scream 10 ETH to you? Does this scream 10 ETH to you? Does this scream to 10 ETH to anyone in the audience? I mean, you tell me. Maybe well, maybe I'm wrong. No, no, no. Um, I mean, yeah, Azuki screamed 10 to me eventually. That one kind of got ahead of itself too, right? Like we, the expectations that these things are just going straight to 15 ETH and holding are getting, it's getting very weird. There's not, there's not that much money in this ecosystem yet. You got to think about how much money 15 ETH actually is, right? Like imagine just watching an ether scan, um, 
uh, or uh, sorry, like a Dex tools or or uh, a chart on you know a crypto exchange, and the only transactions that were going through were like fifteen ETH, twenty ETH, seventeen ETH, just nonstop. That's a fucking obscene amount of money. Maybe projects that overcharge on their mint don't think they're going to make a lot of money on secondary because they're fucking fugazi. And maybe, then maybe, maybe maybe delay the reveal for as long as possible to try and uh, keep to that try going. to get those secondary that that little bit of secondary volume you're going to get in before you reveal your putrid fucking ripoff. Yeah, probably. There you go, Carafu. Eleven NFTs, baby. <laughs> Uh, um, well, you know what? A project that's uh, Murakami's Murakami's pixel project followed us. Oh my god, <laughs> some fucking intern they hired for ten dollars an hour followed your account by accident. Fuck off, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a like, I, I don't know, a sign of approval, I guess. Eh, that's what it is. These teeth are making me uncomfortable. All I see is a, that, a dental bill. <laughs> there. The teeth bother me. That, that's why the preview image. I don't like. I knew it was Murakami's style, but those really big teeth freak me out. I mean, maybe Do you know how expensive the braces to know. fix this shit would be? This is where this is where I'm at in my life. I view things and and how much it's going to be to to fix them. And people that's were a, fomoing in these for five bill. ETH or two. There's yeah. literally ether orcs sitting at 4.6 right now, and people were FOMOing into these for five ETH. But you know, we live and I we just, learn. You know what? That bouncing I, bean I, was good looking. That fucking little thing. I like the I'm, preview. I'm at the point in my NFT journey where I am just not willing to buy something for five ETH and hope it turns into seven. Because <laughs> the alternative is here. You know, how many times? Ooh, look at that there's, floor. There's simple, looks expensive. There's simple filthy. math. There's there's simple math exercises you can do to tell you how often you have to be right to justify that kind of trade. And it's not good. You know what I mean? Like line them up and knock them down, baby. Right. I, I'm like a sport, a, a hardcore sports better would be laughing at these risk reward propositions. Right. I don't know. Hmm. Hey, Even that oh, preview image, you see how it's different. I hate that too. It felt like the Cheech and Chong. You see that preview image, like the, the color, not that one, the banner isn't, aren't like, isn't it more like, mm. isn't there better color work there than what you're seeing in the actual NFT scroll down? Is it the same thing? Like there's more, you know what I uh, mean? There's, there's some different it's like a yeah, shadowing, or detailing. There's some more gray. I feel like that's a fucking rug when, when they do that, they look too glossy. And the- oh, let's look at the website. We can keep, we can talk about it. Um, See, I, I don't know. I, I don't I'm, gonna, know I, I'm just I'm going to respectfully disagree with you only because okay. this is just like it's just promo art to me. To like, I don't think because I like the, all right. The, no, no, no. But I, I and I agree with you. This is better than the profile pictures it's showing. But likening it to Cheech and Chong, where it was like, like <laughs> it couldn't have been further from the the truth. You know what I mean? Like yeah, 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 the yeah. art that they were showing was like you know psychedelic hippie mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and then the profile pictures that they released were nothing in oh. that vein. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I get what you're saying, though. I, I totally, I totally. This just makes me so fucking excited for a project like Star Catchers. You know, like that's this is that shit is so real. It's so authentic, and all of this shows how rare it is. Like, I, I, I'm so excited and enamored by a project like that. Honestly, 
Yeah, Starcatcher. Hey, do we have any more details on Starcatchers yet? Other than just vibing? We do. The Mint, everybody. We, we kind of got some breaking news the other day. The Mint is February 22nd. So that would be 12 days away. And if you tune into the Morning Squeeze today at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard, Decoy, you are asking right now. You better tune into the Morning Squeeze. We have uh, DJ Buble. We're going to have probably Allie and Ethan as well. And we are going to uh, give away some Starlist spots. So you guys better tune into the Morning Squeeze today. I think it's going to be a crowded one. There's going to be a lot in the audience. You better get in there first. Throw that request up. Oh, I love this no. uh, the star catchers that looks like Look the, that. the lemon one that they had too. That was, you know, who made that? That was Ariel, uh, and she was inspired by the buff lemon. Uh, the buff that lemon. Her. That was like one of my favorite yeah. things to like to see pop up in the Discord as the stickers and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about a project that's doing all of the right things. We talked about green green flags here. I mean, I don't know if anyone, anyone here tuned into the spaces that you and Maz hosted. Um, you know, they're a slow leak into the Discord. They're trying to, to get people in there properly. They're really, really focused on fostering a good community around their art and their ideology and all of that stuff. Uh, I can assure you if they just had that discord open, there'd be 120,000 people in that discord too. But guess what? Their project is uh, what's their total mint um, amount. Is it 8,888 star catchers is a 10,000. It is a full 10,000. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, right? Everybody gets excited about 120,000 people into the discord only a small fraction of them are going to be able to mint. Those are, you know, all bots or, or you know, bullshit, just people trying to get on the whitelist. And as, as soon as they don't, they just fuck off, right? There's no community yeah. there. Um, I've, I'm in the Starcatchers Discord. A lot of people are in the Starcatchers Discord. It's great. People are having fun there. People are genuinely excited about the project. They've they have given poker a, nights. <clears throat> they have yeah. events. It's, it's a nice little community. And there's 5,000 more people in there than there are starless spots right i mean this is this is going i the while this is easily my favorite project since lemons this is not going to be a lemon situation where the mint is there for an hour and you can just go in and mint at will as much as you want until it sells out star catchers the the secret is out so yeah it'll be slightly different as far as lemons go they're going uh fully allow list on this too right I I don't know if they've said that, but at this point, I, I think they would and should. There are this to me is one of the first projects since Kaiju that has the right. I mean, I know that's a weird word to use, but has the right to fully whitelist, to fully allow list. It 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 is it is that good. It is there is that much demand. It, there is that much authenticity. Uh, I you know, yeah. I'm going to be buying on secondary as well. I, you know, I don't talk this way about a lot of projects. I'm telling you. February 22nd. Yeah, that's going to be a day. That's a Tuesday. I'm I'm massively looking forward to this project. And this is uh, this is definitely one that I feel comfortable. Um, I don't want to say overextending myself because I would never advocate that somebody do that, you know, myself included, but definitely taking a, a bigger position than I normally would on them <laughs> just because, you know, the, the team is out there doing great things. We've spoken to them personally. They're in the Alpha Mint Discord too. Um, now they've got a lot of their own stuff to deal with. So it's not like they're, they're super, super active right now but uh you know there's access there we it just it makes sense and you know the art is is fucking amazing 
It is. Uh, and uh, you got busted, by the way. You better go follow Wonder Pals. We love the Wonder Pals and Mina as well. That's another project coming up, too. They, uh, there you go. Good. I'm sorry. I was going to try and say, like, oh, this isn't my actual Twitter account, but like you could probably clearly see my name down there at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Mina and Wonder Pals. They just announced their date as well. Look, you know, yeah, this is shaping up. Look, this is shaping up to be. A Lemons, Cool Man's, Alien Friends-esque week. You got Starcatchers four days before Wonder Pals. And I don't know when Weather Report is minting, but these are the three that uh, Uncle FMC says to watch in this coming round. These are authentic, community-based and supported projects with genuinely passionate artists and creators behind them. So look out for these people. When do uh, little little orange friends mint? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I don't. Want, I shouldn't give uh, them attention. <laughs> oh yeah, JCV. Don't worry. We'll get to cereal club. We'll get to cereal club. I got. I. I. You know, this is the third doodle derivative that has just an unimaginable amount of hype. I really think this goes back to how good doodles are. Like, it's funny because I have some homies in the cannabis industry who are very into NFTs right now, and they're not completely nuanced. They're not very sophisticated, and they tend to post about things like the Prime Ape Club and Serial Club and Squiggles and, and, and stuff like that. I don't even think they really know what a doodles is. And that just shows you how good the doodles art and colorway and palette and all of that is because it just plays over and over and over again. And if somebody doesn't know what doodles or the hundred derivatives that came after it is and they still they see Serial Club for the first time, they may think it's the most revolutionary fucking thing they've ever come across. But yeah, we'll get to Serial Club. I don't think that one's this week. I think it's next week. So I'll. 15th? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so in five days. Yeah. All right, well, ta- I want to take a deeper look at that one. I, you know, there are people who have asked me to get white lists for that. I, I want to be able to get a loud list for every project that um, the Moon Lounge wants, but you could see why I'm very resistant on things like squiggles. I don't want to screw your arb up, but man, it's very hard for me to put my, and it's easier for me to get allow list spots when my heart and passion is in the negotiation. When I'm negotiating with guys that, you know, trigger me and set off red flags, whatever. Well, look, we've, we've mentioned it before. It's if a team actively, um, evades your messages, um, any kind of like, again, we don't ever, you know, proposition ourselves as like these big, huge market movers, but between, the show, the spaces that we do, um, and Alpha Mint's, you know, love for for minting projects and getting in there um, and and supporting really good quality works. Uh, it is it is um, a little bit of a red flag when it's almost impossible to get a hold of somebody that is looking to launch a project and 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 be out there, right? Like that genuine, honest marketing push, being up on interviews on stages. Like if you don't see these guys doing anything, not, not just our show, but anything, um, I would be a little bit worried because I, you know, more than happy would, would be more than happy to get out there and, and talk about it. You or, or hire somebody to do so. Right be that community representative, that forward facing thing. People 
crave content and information. They want to see what you have to offer beyond just the JPEGs that you're selling them. Are you forming a community? Are you a real person? Do you, you know, can you tell in your voice that you have passion for this project, right? That stuff stands through. It doesn't stand through in text. You can sit there for two hours and formulate the perfect text that you think really conveys the emotion that you're feeling, but it doesn't get through there. You have to be able to hear someone, to see someone, to be able to talk to them, to be able to answer them or uh, ask them genuine questions and see if they can genuinely answer it on the spot, not take two hours to figure out what the perfect response is, right? And that makes the love for the project and the knowledge that they have for the project and the amount of effort that they put into this project very, very apparent. And it scares me when people aren't out there doing it. We hired a translator to talk to Kokodi. They wanted to, right? So language barrier isn't even an excuse. So, you know, pat on our back or whatever, but there's tons of people willing to be translators for projects to really help out the community and stuff that they're willing to be in. And, uh, and you know, I think it should speak volumes when when founders and community representatives are out there doing it. And I think it should speak volumes in the negative way when they're hiding. Yeah, absolutely. And JCV points out a very, very good point because this is a tactic I often see with new cash grab projects is they will quickly say, uh, you know, Kaiju's first hundred can uh, get whitelist or Cool Cats first without ever having talked to those projects, made partnerships, asked if they could do that for their community or anything. It's an obvious marketing tact to try to get good PFPs in your Discord. So when you open it up to a public, people go in and go, oh, look, there's cool cats and doodles here. This project must be legitimate, right? So it's, it's, it's one of the worst tactics that I ever see from these newer cash grab projects is instantly saying, oh, doodles and cool cats get free whitelist if they say, you know, blah, blah, blah. So great pointing that out. And decoy, invisible friends is middle of the road for me. I hate how much hype they've pulled forward and I hate how they've designed their whitelist and are treating their community. But at the same time, if you had whitelist on this, it's an absolute instant cook. I would advise anybody who has whitelist to mint. Uh, I would also advise you to sell pre-reveal and not hold it uh, at all. You wait, I would not hold the reveal at all with these things. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And I, I, I kind of appreciate what you just said there, too, um, because sometimes it's very easy to speak in definitives like we definitively do, do not approve of squiggles or definitively do approve of somebody or uh, a project like star catchers. Right. Um, because I think it's examples of projects that are doing the wrong things and projects that are doing the right things. There is some gray area here, too. Right. And I, I think maybe as you kind of alluded to, Invisible Friends fits into that. Um, they've they've really let a hype train kind of take control, take the wheel, so to speak. Um, but I don't think that that precludes them from being quality. Like I'm looking at this, it looks pretty good. Uh, I again, it all boils down to what you see on OpenSea uh, when you have you know 30 of them pulled up all at the same time. 
Have they done a great job of differentiating traits? Do their color color palettes work together? Does the art just on first glance really look amazing? I think this has that potential, but again, it's it, you know it's that insane hype train that just has no um, no signs of slowing down that people really kind of get sucked up into. Uh, and these aren't going to make good PFPs. These are gifs. These are animations. They're good when they're moving because they're doing cool things. The fuck is a frozen invisible? It's clothes. You're putting clothes in your PFP. Um, <laughs> it's clothes. Yeah, it's, just, it's high fashion, man. You don't get it. You know what though? Once, I once say, that thing is not moving, it's clothes. Dirty Milk brought this up to me. Do you remember when we did that um, um, interview that we never ended up airing with Rusty Hogs? Yeah. Um, and whenever the guy was speaking, he had the animated profile picture and I, I know it wasn't intentional. It was just the way the animations work, but the mouth was moving and it looked like he was talking. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yep. Obviously you're not going to see these guys talking, but, um, but yeah, I mean, again, important to note, like it's not an all or nothing situation. There are projects that do everything bad. There are projects that seem to get everything right. There are some projects that uh, have some missteps, um, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to be good. Um, I would, uh, I, I'm with you. I would totally mint one of these. Oh yeah. With you. I, I don't dislike the art. I have a real problem with how the company has treated their community, pulled some surprises. There is definitely an engagement farming atmosphere over there, that that leveling atmosphere that we don't like, whether they've directly said it or not. They have people, as O'Shiny so eloquently put it, flying to fucking Bali for these things, right? So I really hate Right. I really hate oh. how they're doing that. At the same time, I like the art, but there's a lot of art I like that I don't think is PFPable. And these are going to debut between five to seven, maybe even higher based on what I see these pre-sale things going for. And do they demand that price when you can't even effectively wear it as your metaverse fashion? I, you know, I don't know. And sure, will they immediately say after these men, we're making metaverse versions so that you guys can go, of course, every fucking project's doing that and it'll be a good value add. It's all about how much hype they've pulled forward and whether their price is going to be justified post-mint, right? So Yeah, for sure. Decoy is asking a good question. He says, is there a reason for me to sell before reveal? I'm new in the space and I was thinking it could have a bullish reveal like Azuki. Yeah, it, it could for sure. And that's one of the games that you play. Um, but you have mm-hmm. to consider your own situation and how much that money or, or I'll just say that amount of ETH would mean to you versus the potential of where it could go and the potential of where it could go on the other end, which is down. Right. Um, yeah. Azuki was, uh, in this market, it's been a little bit weird because I think we've been surprised more often than not. But Azuki was a very rare ex- exception where they didn't have any gigantic announcements after the reveal. Um, and it continued to just go up and up and up. But the art and the quality of the project, I think, was good enough to really like sustain the hype cycle after. I think the reveal surprised a lot of people in the in the quality of it and their enjoyment of of wearing them in their profile pictures and i think that made it very very sticky typically pre-reveal 
you the the price is inflated above what the post reveal floor will be because you're baking into the fact that there is a chance of a one of one or a rare that maybe you can sell for 20 ETH or 50 ETH depending on how hype the project is for something like invisible friends if you manage to pull a one of one sure i mean there's a legitimate chance that you could get 75 ETH from this i wouldn't Are think, think that good? that's crazy are, you know what I mean by that? Like, is a one of one going to, these are so good for what they are. Is a one of one going to stand out? I'm curious. Have they teased any one of ones from this? Co- this could be a, a fat, this could be a collection where the floors look so good that a yeah. one, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what is, is a one of one. I like, I don't know how common this skull trick. Oh, I don't they know all look like one of ones to me. They're very good. I, I right. don't, you know, I, I do not deny how good they are. It's, it's really just about how, where the mark, how much money is in the market and how much hype they're pulling into their pre-reveal, which is max. There's mm-hmm. no, you could not have more. This is, this, this is Mecca 2.0. If we're ever going to call anything Mecca 2.0, this is it. Hate Beast wasn't it. All This is good art, genuine people who maybe are running their community and launch in a way that we don't, you know, quite agree with. But I believe they're genuine. I don't believe this is any type of rug. Correct. It's just we have to see where these open uh, after mint because, uh, you know. Hey, if yeah. they opened at three ETH, I mean, what did it? Azuki was sitting at two or three ETH. For that wasn't a ton of hype pulled forward. All right. These are likely going to open much, much higher. I think DK is holding one already. Um, yeah, just and yeah, exactly. To 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 finish off the point that I was making to D uh, decoy, like, look, if you have large swaths of liquidity and you want to play a rare roulette, and remember, your chances of getting, um, let's say, a top one hundred is literally one percent. So you know, proceed with caution. Um, you know, are you, if, let's say these get up to five ETH pre-reveal. Are you willing to risk um, most of that for a shot at 75 ETH? And if you have the liquidity to sustain that, go for it. If you are sitting there going, this five ETH would really make a huge difference to me. Uh, there's a good chance that you probably need that and you probably should take it, right? It all boils down to some kind of like internal math that you have going on where you say the percentage of this happening is this much and the percentage of that happening is that much. Where do I stand in that regard and how much will it hurt me if if it doesn't happen the way I think it will, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, I'm very torn out because I love this is fabulous. This one one is fabulous. But my question is the fabulousness, like if I were going to break this down like an analyst, the fabulousness of this GIF is the water leaking out of the bottom of him. Right. It's one of the cooler features of this thing as it moves is that he's made of water and it's leaking out. That won't come through in a profile picture. Okay, all you're going to get is the top with that octopus. Okay, when you see an Azuki one of one, you instantly know it's a one of one. When you just zoom in on the head, you're not going (laughs) to. Yo, if you you pull this one profile picture, (laughs) come on, guys, come on. So this, you know what this is to me, though? This is great art. This is what a screen, a digital screen on your wall would be fabulous. I would love to have one of these invisible friends on my wall. Would I pay one ETH to have one of these on my wall? Sure. Am I going to pay the seven or eight ETH these open in the pre-sale after they mint out? Fuck off. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you're, you're saying this will be my, your second mint ever. You what don't a have pull, a lot of- bro. Amazing. What? I'm saying to him, he said, you yeah. just said it's his second mint ever. And I'm yeah. saying, yo, you just won a lottery ticket. Yeah. Like, congrats. Mint yeah. it. Mint it happily. Uh, take that money. And, and, I mean, and here's the important thing. You got to get comfortable with the fact that you can be sort of wrong, right? Like if five ETH is all of a sudden going to five X your entire liquidity pool, you got to be comfortable with the fact that you can safely take that. And if it goes to 10 ETH, what it's another double. That's great. But you're taking that chance, right? So just keep your eyes forward and don't look back and go, Oh, I should have held it. 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 Eyes, you know, eyes forward. And, you know, we kind of shit on the uh, the term profit is profit sometimes. But, you know, 5Xing your entire NFT net worth off one, one, um, one mint is like good profit. I would say that falls firmly under good profit. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is this is great for anybody who got on this whitelist or owned those NFTs that were essentially worth. It was just like um, Kaiju or just like Artifact. These NFTs were literally relatively worthless and then turned into absolute guelph absolute guelph yep uh rips is saying i'm not sure if we brought this up we didn't but they sold merch before a drop and told people that you'd maybe get whitelist for buying a 150 bundle (laughs) hey this this goes right back to pixelmon right before the dutch auction going down going hey by the way if you're one of the first 500 that mint you get this extra special super bonus serum or whatever it was right it's not fair to do that like it's hard enough to make everybody happy but when you're willing to try and like you know make 150 dollars per bundle that you sell by hinting at the chance of it i don't like that i really just don't totally forgot about that just came back to the headphone that was uh yeah okay so you're responding to rips there yeah i mean exactly like take into account the cheap ploy tactics that some of these teams do it's not it's not great it's not a good look for them these are these guys are going to sell out no matter what they do why are they why are they insinuating that why are they encouraging people to fly to bali or get fucking i don't know like it's like when people get tattoos of stuff to try and win a whitelist spot I wouldn't I wouldn't advocate for anybody to do that. Yeah. All right, my friend, what else do you want to talk about? We uh, we went way off the uh, the beaten path there. But honestly, I think it was way more interesting than what I had queued up to talk about, because as we said, it's been a little bit uh, a little bit slow there. Um, Rug radio uh, rug token dropped last night this morning, um, debuted. You know, kind of had its ups and downs that they normally do, but not nearly as uh, as violent as some of these token drops do. Sitting at a dollar thirty right now. Do you want to explain kind of what holding some of these rugs ended up getting you this morning? Sure. So if you had, I'm just going to right back. Okay. Yep. If you had a common rug, you were airdropped five hundred and fifty-five tokens, which right now is uh, eight hundred bucks. Basically, what I saw on the screen there. If you had a rare rug, you were airdropped seven hundred and seventy-seven tokens, about twelve hundred dollars. Right now, it was about twice that much, even a little more last night. And Rug Radio is decentralized media put together by Faroque in which the economy of the centralized media will be run by the rug coin. Each rug will now yield five. Each common rug will now yield five per day, and the rarer ones will yield seven. There is another airdrop coming as well, 
Don't quote me on these amounts, but I believe it's about 150 for the commons and a little more for the rares. So with these airdrops, there tends to be a pretty common pattern, which at least looks like it's playing out right now in which they debut and people quickly take the free money after the pop, which is kind of what you're seeing in this chart. And it went all the way up to about $250, uh, even a little higher, closer to $3, and then fell all the way back down to $1.30 now is trying to find support. And most of these airdrops have actually rallied pretty well after that initial pump and dump that people uh, that people do with these airdrops. Because again, it's hard to say no to free money. You can't really argue with that. But if you believe in rug radio long term like i do i am holding my rug i am holding my coins and i have good i have a good feeling about Farouk's ability to kind of run a good media empire over there i mean you look at keith grossman who absolutely aped these things and tweeted about how much he believes in the uh the thing that Farouk is putting together over there. That was such a big sign to me as this guy is a media expert. He comes from one of the largest old media organizations out there, and he's basically investing in Farouk and this new media startup. It was very bullish to me. So I am holding my rugs. They quickly dipped right after. And... Um, They've kind of climbed back a bit. I think they got as low as 0.5. But as people saw, there was another airdrop coming. The exact amount of that airdrop based on the price of the token, that premium has now been put back into the rug. So they were a little over one before. They're now a little under one. Now there is one more airdrop coming. I do think there is opportunity to buy these rugs after the airdrop as people tend to paper hand them. And if you believe in the long term like I do, that's a great opportunity to pick some up. That's not bad passive income right now. $7 a day, $2,100 a year. Yeah, I mean, I actually was just looking at this and uh, it looks like a pretty palatable um, entrance point right now based on where they've got and the plans that they have. I mean, uh, this is a, a pretty far forward looking um, investment, right? Like, you, I don't think that you can necessarily buy these right now and expect them to be at three ETH in a, in a week or anything like that. Much like you shouldn't with with a lot of projects that launch. But uh, but yeah, if you're, I would say if you're looking to get into this, or if I was getting into this, it would be more of something that I'm going to be comfortable with it sitting in my uh, in my wallet for for quite some time. Yeah. Definitely. I, I, I'm bullish on it. And I actually liked the art. I know I know it was a little divisive. I found it clever. I thought it was well done, like the textures there, hearkening and throwing back to all of the NFT projects of your, both the good ones and the rugs. Uh, and it should have just been all rugs, it. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, but you know, I, I liked it. I thought it was a nice wink to those of us who are in the industry. And I know Farouk is new. You know, compare like he he really only came in last year, but he he likes it here, and and he's he's putting in a lot of work. So I tip my hat. These are infinitely better than the eight 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 Jason C frugs, where there was like oh. eight tiers of ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. of rarity, and you literally couldn't even tell them apart. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, again, I I, I think Farouk is um is is 
taking a very ambitious um, uh, project here uh, going forward. And if you're going to bet on his success and his uh, his capability in this, then yeah, I mean that's it. Seems like a pretty pretty good play. If you don't like Farouk, then uh, I mean. You know, it is what it is. I wouldn't. I wouldn't advise you being there. It just it all depends well, on where you're looking for this to go and how competent you think he is in, in building this. And if you don't like Farouk, maybe I would examine as to whether my own personal biases were getting in the way of me making money. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I, I just, I mean, like you know, if you trust it, I don't know. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bunny Buddies. I don't know what the eight 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 collection. What do they do? Just whitelist opportunities. I, honest to God, don't don't even bother. Uh, yeah, you'd link. have to toss us a link. I don't know what uh, Bunny Baddies is. Toss us a link, Bunny we'll Buddies. Oh, speaking of eight eight eight, did you did you see that? Uh, did you see that he tried to go after a scam collection on OpenSea and they delisted the actual collection? Uh, I did. Yeah, and uh, I think that uh, that was hilariously ironic because the joke afterwards was that they actually just delisted the correct collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freudian slip on the part of OpenSea there. They, Might they be knew the they, thing that OpenSea has actually done in a while. Right. Their subconscious knew what needed to be done, but uh, they didn't realize it till after they did it. Googling Buddy Buddies NFT. Uh, let's see. Maybe this is the proper Twitter. Um, Okay, yeah, fifty-five thousand followers. I gotta believe that this is the right one. TOS. I use Thinkorswim for all my futures and options trading. To be honest, you know why? It's the best charting software uh, in the game. They a lot of I see a lot of people. They go out there, they pay a few hundred extra dollars for. Ch- I'm like, Are you kidding me? Thinkorswim has some of the lowest fees, and that now <laughs> I know that their futures and options are a little more expensive. But now everyone's trading stocks for free. Thinkorswim is the best charting software out there. I absolutely love it. And I know you weren't talking about Thinkorswim. No, he was talking about terms of service. Mm -hmm. Oh, those those really long legal documents that you have to uh, click. Yes, I agree to the uh, TOS. Um, And I trust that all of you DGENs properly read every word in there because you never know what could be in there. Uh, Why do we talk about these 3D projects every day? How has no one learned? Well, I mean, I guess that's why we talk about them every day. We're here, (laughs) baby. They're learning. Um, yeah, I mean, we're all trying to grow together. Um, uh, Buddy Buddies is a 3D project. Um, I don't know. It's not like the... It's hard, right? Because you're asking for initial impressions. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not in their Discord. I don't know the mint price. Like, if these were minting, you know, if this was an eight thousand eight hundred eighty-eight, which it is, uh, project that is minting for like point zero five, I would say sure. You know, um, it's a Dutch auction starting at 20 ETH. Is it? No, you're kidding. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I was like, <laughs> like it's exactly. Good. Right? I, th- I love mm-hmm. textures. Like I like, I like yes. when 3D art does realistic textures that are cool. I think these are cartoony enough. Uh, I actually think the art is pretty good. At the same time, how many of those? What were they called? The My Pet Hooligans. How many do you see in profile pictures? Uh, I mean, that was going to be my point, right? Is that up right. close and personal with these, you can zoom in or you look at them. They have great texture, um, you know, some nice details like this. This looks very good. Draw a circle around it. How much of that, first of all, gets cut off? Yeah, okay. Maybe the grenade will be right in there um, at the bottom. But, you know, scale this down really, really 
fuck, I'm just clicking all over the place now. Um, really small. I don't even know how to do that. Maybe this. Like, okay, we're talking now. This is maybe the size of a profile picture here. Probably still even bigger. Like, what do you see in that? You know? Like, is this something that you're going to be putting in Discord and everyone's going to be going, oh, wow, like, uh, look at that? Or is, is all of the things that make it great lost when you zoom out that far, right? And that's an important element of it, too, because people wearing them in their profile pictures on Twitter and on Discord have people ha- allow other people to go, oh, shit, what is that? It is one of the forms of discovery. I mean, you have really three... Uh, main pieces of your identity the main two being your profile picture and your name right what people see initially and then i would say the third one is kind of like your your writing style like people can infer a lot from how you communicate through text but primarily people look at the profile picture to see who is talking and you just got to ask yourself like is this going to be a good representation of that and would you wear that um also you know as free market said dutch auction starting at 20 obviously that's not the case but if that were the case this would be a fucking hard no from me right so there's yeah. a lot of pricing uh, will tell you a lot pricing yeah, if this will was tell 0.05 i'll i'd be right in there too i'd admit one of these for 0.05 do you Point remember one, i might i don't know Point three. You remember out of here. Animos or animos or whatever they called. They were like these little animals I, in robot machines. 3D animo. A N I animo. In a mocha brand? No. Animo NFT? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Click Is on it? that. All right. Yeah. Look at these ah. things. Look at how cool they are. All right. It wasn't a Dutch auction. There's three. And that's what I would say. I I don't even think that 3D art we just looked at is bad. But what is it? Is it is it going to be a Dutch auction cash? Ooh, those are hello. Those are nice um, and cheap now. Is it going to be? No, I'm definitely. I love those. I love them. And guess what? You're going to be able to use them in World Wide Web 3. You imagine going around World Wide Web 3 in one of these little things? I'd fucking love it. I want a lemon one of one if the team is listening. Oh, my God. I would be, I'd be a menace. I'd be a menace in one of these things. More so. Uh, yeah. So really, pricing tells you a lot. Right. Pricing tells you so much. It, it's it's your best. It's your best gauge with these things. Right. Look at the quality of the art. Look at how they're pricing it. And you'll know whether that bad bunnies or the bunny buddies is a good project. Do you know how they're pricing it, Percy? Is it like a straight mint or is it going to be some sort of auction? I don't know. Let's click on the website and see what happens. Um, all right. Well, while we're doing this, I'm going to turn the music on. We're going to vibe a little bit here for another half hour. I'm going to throw the restream link up into the Moon Lounge AM show chat. If any of you DGens are Moon Lounge pass holders in Alphamint, you can come up and talk with us. Um, there it is. Perfect. And yeah, we're good to go. So I'll just keep... Uh, Keep clicking away on some stuff that you guys are uh, are, are talking about. I guess uh, TOS is the other side too. I've have you heard of that one? That sounds familiar. No. Actually. Yeah, I, I actually think I've heard of it, but I haven't looked into it. And uh, if a kaiju is on their team, uh, then I uh, I definitely like to take a look. I find the kaiju's to be very genuine, and I quite frankly, literally one hundred percent of the projects they've showed me and I've looked into, at least seemed like they had a team who cared and was trying to do something. And that's 100%. And I'm not saying there aren't kaijus out there that wouldn't, uh, you know, 
that would do something untoward. I mean, there's that in every community, but so far I've had a very good track record. So I would take a look at it there, Ribs. You just got to send it to me. I don't know if I'm in that discord. Yeah, somebody is saying for the Bad Bunnies, like, you know, they're using this name, Ryan Robinson. Uh, I I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's a name that means anything to you, but it is not to me. Uh, I don't know who it is. I mean, but I don't know a lot of these known artists. No, no. And that's fair, too. I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, I I know everybody. Um, I guess worked on some, some, like, music videos and stuff with... where is this? The artist. Digital native artist who's been working for the past decade on artistic projects for major hip hop artists like Kodak Black, Juice World, XXX Tentation. Tentation, sorry. Uh, yeah, some pretty big Let's names. Let's drill down yeah. on why these resumes are red flags in a way, okay? Because, in you know, when you're selling an NFT, you're not selling art, okay? The art matters, but you're selling culture and a brand. And these guys have proven again and again that they can make great art. That's why they've worked for places like Netflix and Disney and all that type of stuff. But there's two types of artists out there, right? There are artists who get instructions from executives and pump out some of the best technical work you've ever seen. And then there are artists that reject uh, structure and authority and allow what the universe gave them naturally to spill out of them uncontrollably into what you and I know as quote unquote good art. That's what culture, that's what creates culture. Okay. That's what creates brands that people identify with is all this stuff, quote unquote, technically fabulous art. Yes. It's technically and executed fabulously. All right. But is there soul there? Is this a is this a brand? Is this this person's passion? Some of them it may be. I'm not discounting it, but that's why those resumes are always red flags to me. Okay? You're not going to see that type of resume on the other projects that, you know, R2 and I were mentioning this show that we really love. This this is like a padded resume that puts some of the better points on there and presents it in a light that really doesn't matter because you're not selling good art. You're selling good culture. You're selling good brands. So, Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at his socials. He's definitely got some followers, 65,000 on uh, on Instagram, um, like 130 on YouTube. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not logged into this Instagram account, so I can't really drill into like how old this is and whatnot but i mean yes jcv i've seen loser club and i have good feelings over there um i do i actually have good feelings for them so i am going to uh look into it deeper um is that the guy who did the initial art for fishy fam yep Mm mm-hmm Loser Club. Oh, let's look at yeah. that. Let's 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 give that some. Uh, Pretty good, actually. Pretty good art. Loser I gotta say, Club. it has Spookies feel. You remember that Spookies collection? Yep. Was that has a Spookies feel to it? Um, not not like it's a derivative or any type of cheap copy. It, that's the vibe that I got from it. Good stuff. Good stuff. And I trust some of the people I see um, dealing with that project, and that's always a good sign for me to get in there and check it out. I don't know enough yet. I'm going to go look, but it, it it's a good artist. It's genuine art. I think it's this um, one, right? Yeah. And you see the fishy fam influence and in that, you know, you could tell it's, it's him or whatever. And I love this artist and this kid. Uh, it's a shame that he is associated with that other project to get kind of against his will at this point. Um, so 
you know, he's a great artist and this is cool stuff. Yeah, just clicking around on it. Right? Right? You know, shadows do a lot, man. Shadows do a lot. Good shadow work. What shadows are you looking at? There were sh- there's shadows there. Oh, right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was. Uh, oh, he was. He was hanging out with Lobzy, or is going. Yeah, to. I think Lobzy hosted a spaces for them. Uh, yes, tonight. Oh, that one's tonight. Oh, good. Eight thirty oh, p.m. For that, I will. I will be doing my due diligence tonight, guys. But you know what? Lobzy, smart guy, good person. I don't think he'd be uh, hosting this this spaces if he didn't have the good feelings that I do. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm digging this stuff actually. I, I'm I'm scrolling through it and I feel I feel good about it. I'm gonna put my neck out here, Ella. Not only do I love Kakodi, I think if there's any post reveal dip, it is extremely short lived. I think that I. You know what it is there. This is a supply issue. And there has been a ton of sweeps and people stacking huge amounts of these. And it's not to play the rare lottery. I will tell you that right now. Normally, with a collection that has a lot of visibility and we know the rares are going to fly immediately, you'd see that type of action. You'd see a lot of people getting in there trying to play the rare lottery. I don't think that's what this is. I think people feel like they have a diamond in the rough and they've been accumulating here over this long pre-reveal period in a very uh, sneaky, deliberate, and convicted way. And I believe that we, if there is a dip, I think there may not even be one based on the accumulative action I've seen in that project. I think the art's fabulous. I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. But more importantly, I think these guys have a lot more under the surface, um, more ready to go than even something like Pixelbot, to be quite frank. Yeah, and I want to say something about Kakodi too, because they are having a long reveal process too, which, I mean... Again, not overly in favor of doing, and I'm, I'm I'm not really sure why that ended up happening. But you, I, I do just want to like at least touch on the fact that they have a, a much much different dynamic than something like Hape Club, where there was just an absolutely immense amount of uh, hype surrounding it that allowed the volume to really just sustain through the 17 days of reveal. Whereas Kakodi was something like I mean these these guys have just been kind of working. I don't want to say in the shadows, but just like you know doing continuing to do stuff and whatnot so i would have liked to have seen the reveal happen um a lot sooner than that but i mean we are not talking like tens of thousands of ethan volume moving around mm-hmm. between these unrevealed assets nor are they out there um pumping it up um actively to try and like you know do something with the uh the floor price like obviously they're still talking about their project they're still working on it and conveying it but uh i don't know a little bit of a different dynamic would have liked to have seen the reveal happen a bit sooner though yep pixelmon is 0.95 now yeah i mean somebody brought up pixelmon we did talk about that a lot yesterday um and i buy pixelmon at 0.5 i also like asuna down here as well well, yeah, I mean, I think, I think both are buys right been, now. I think but, that these would have been reasonable purchase prices had we known that the game was six months out. Mm-hmm. Like, would I have minted one at 0.5 knowing that we are six months away from something like that? Yeah, I probably actually would have um, as a long hold, but I'm not I'm not throwing yeah. three ETH into that pool uh, to wait for that long. So, you know, I, 
I, I think that it's a good project that has good intentions that executed their launch very poorly and the market is discovering what the price should have been in real time and unfortunately people are going to lose out on that but um you know and you are I, taking at three ETH, you are taking a gigantic leap of faith that this team could execute i don't care how much money you have we've seen yeah. very well funded teams i won't name i won't name them again but we've seen very well funded teams botch over and over again launches dynamics contract glitches sure they have 70 million dollars but now these people that paid three ETH are trusting that ETH over to them for one year to execute on a majorly ambitious project. I'd risk 0.5. I'll bet I'll bet 0.5 on a team with $70 million. Sure. They, the at the very least, that, they could yeah. pull another hype cycle out of their yeah. ass, right? And uh, we loved the art. Nobody here disliked that art or the demo. Yeah. We just liked the deception because they never would have raised that money had we known. The uh, decoy is saying, I wish they had made the Dutch auction one ETH instead. Um, I'm going to one up you a little bit there. And I wish they had just made the mint price flat and said, yep. this is the budget that we need to launch this game in six months time. And mentioned that before the mint went down and said, this is how much funds we need. This is how we're going to allocate it. And if you want to mint at that price, yep. go for it. Um, yep. I, I, Dutch auction I was not necessary anything- in this in this regard. I think anything over 0.3 was egregious, to be honest. From an unproven team with no product, I think asking anything over 0.3 is is absolutely egregious. And whatever they execute, um, I, I was it was very deceptive and wrong what they did. I just think the only thing is I want to see them do very well because now there's a very large community of stuck people there, and I you know I don't that that kind of sucks. Uh, what do we think about Asuna? Um, the end of the uh, I'm bullish. meta. Yeah, I'm bu- I, I am bullish on Asuna around this price. I would be, I am going to be accumulating them between 0.2 and 0.4. Um, they're around there now. Yeah, I would buy ones that I like. Uh, I, I, I do. I, I think they, I think they can get back to the old highs one day. Now, well, let me ask you this. Up. What's what's yeah. your as somebody that buys stuff to hold for long term? Why? Because I think that we turn things into like we say meta, like it's this thing that lasts and then dies. There's a reason things become metas. <laughs> it's because people like them. And it's because there's actually something there. And the love for anime and crypto isn't going away anytime soon. And that meta is going to come back eventually. And that's why. Right. I also like them. I think they're pretty good. No, that's that's totally fair. I'm just like yeah. I, you. Your typical thesis is buy and hold, right? Like yeah. I know that you'll and get I was to very certain points these. where you'll free up liquidity on projects once they kind of get to where you think that they can kind of hit the top, and you're great right. at that. But by and large, I mean you're very very comfortable holding things for one year, two years, which in this space might as well just be a, a literal long term investment, like in, in in traditional stocks and whatnot too. So I I'm, I'm, don't I'm think only asking because I, I, I'm interested to know the answer. I understand people in countries where you don't have to pay short-term capital gains tax until you change it into fiat, but there is no way these traders are able to get over that VIG. I'm sorry. I don't give a shit how good you feel like you're doing over the year. You got to pay that VIG at the end of the year. This isn't worth it. Yeah. I like that. Buy and hold gets me 100Xs that I only have to pay 15% on. Y'all are playing this game wrong, but it'll catch up to you. We'll see. Yeah, Canada's so weird with that. We don't have long and short term. 
we only pay uh, tax on 50, we, we pay our marginal tax rate on 50% of the profit. Yeah, I know every, like, look, you're in a place like India where you don't even get taxed until you turn it into fish. Shit, there has never been a better time in history to trade, don't hold anything. I would totally be, fr- I got to worry about the VIG. That's fair. Yeah. That, you know, we don't even talk about that nuance. That's like one of the questions we're going to have to start asking when people are like, what are your play? We're like, well, first of all, what are your to- local uh, tax? Right. Where do you live? I mean, does, if you're allowed to compound difference. for, f- if you're allowed to compound for free, all you need is 1% a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when they're, ta- when they're taking some ridiculous vig off the top, it's just impossible. It'll catch up to you. Yeah. Well, what's the, um, on uh on on blackjack they the on the payout on blackjack traditionally was uh three three over two right yeah and then um you know as casinos tried to you know greedily get out a little more edge and whatnot um they lowered that to like uh i'm trying to um two eight eight fifth eight fifths or something yeah it's something really like weird fraction that mm-hmm. goes on there. Um, and it seemed like such a small change, but uh, my man, uh, it is a lot harder to win on those tables when you are not getting that extra little bit of a bump. So it's people. Yeah. People think there's a large advantage. You know, most casino games are under a 5% advantage for the casino. The thing yeah. is when you have a very small edge like that, you chip away at people to the point where they make stupid moves because everyone does that YOLO move at the end of a bad night and says, fuck it. And that's how yeah. people yeah. wins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is how they win every goddamn time is because they'll chip away. You'll get a good win off of them. They'll chip away at that win until you have 20% less than you started with and you say, fuck it, YOLO. And that's how the casino works. Yeah. Yeah. Every- yeah, you say you, you're break even and all of a sudden you're like, I'm just going to throw the rest of it down and mm-hmm. I'm going to walk out of here double or nothing. Uh, it seems like a great proposition to you. And maybe if it's just play money, it is. But uh but you're absolutely right on that. And, and I mean, look, like in, in blackjack, if you're playing perfect blackjack and not card counting, I think it's like 49-51 in favor of the casino. So you can, you know, mm-hmm. you can go on short term runs. And if you manage your capital properly, you can do pretty well sometimes. But taking that small advantage, maybe now it's 48-52. I mean, they've decreased your edge by double, right? And I think uh, a lot yeah. of people a lot of people see that as, oh, it's only 1%. No, nope, it's half. I love grapes. That's a very interesting question. What are you looking for when you're accumulating Asunas? <laughs> Tits are what I'm looking for. And I'm not even being facetious, right? If you look at the floor, all the ones on the floor, their tits are covered. Then once you start to get above the floor, you'll notice you start seeing more cleavage. Now, you can take this analysis any way you want. I'm not trying to be offensive, but I know who the customers are for these, and I know what they're willing to pay up for, and tits is it. So you see tits. Uh, you see someone drop some some cleavage on the floor, you snap those tits up quick. Josh, what's going on, man? <laughs> Josh was like, I don't want to be associated with this show anymore. I am just going to bounce. <laughs> I, I do not participate in Tidonomics. Uh, that is outside of my <laughs> Perfect segue into welcoming Josh up on stage. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. GM, GM, guys. Good yeah. stuff this morning. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about getting into Asuna, but, you know, honestly, there's the Venn diagram of the <laughs> kinds of people who buy digital waifus and the kinds of people yeah. who are into crypto yeah. is... 
pretty much a circle. So. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, yeah, there's no, yeah, it is just a circle. And I, that's why I said this meta's coming back. And I like these Asunas. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy one here on sale. And Charles, I know you got a bag and I know you held the reveal. You're gonna be okay, buddy. We're gonna get you back there. Oh boy. Well, man, um, <laughs> hey now. we got all sorts of crazy mints coming up. I've been just been, I have been doing everything I know how to do to try to get whitelisted for Wonder Pals and, uh, uh, oh my God, how am I forgetting it? Star Catchers. And, mm-hmm. um, man, it's tough. It is competitive out there. The quality of fan art getting out there is. Mm-hmm beyond anything i've seen before it's crazy like this is people people know it's coming i got a feeling these projects are going to explode when we get closer to mint have you considered flying to bali (laughs) yeah yeah i know right yeah i need to fly to bali maybe i need to tattoo something on my ass i don't know fly to bali that actually sounds like i would do that to if a pro- well, that's the thing, right? Like, <laughs> to Bali, all right. What, this just seems like that night? person like said they flew to like they already had the trip planned out, and they're like, ah, I might as well just play it off like I'm flying to Bali for this fucking allow list spot. I would do the same thing. Is are you one of the people who run the project in Bali or something? What's the deal? No, I no, that was oh shiny used it as a joke in his thread. Okay, he was okay. talking about leveling, and he was like, they got people flying to Bali for these whitelists. Well, you know what though, like a lot of like the the TikTok content creators or like um, YouTube and like stuff like that, um, you, you'll see those ones that like uh, I drove to Mon- like you know he's in like uh, New York or something, and he's like I drove to Montreal for a girl that I met online to bring her bagels, and then when I got there, she had a, another guy in the house or whatever. Right, like now this guy was just driving to Montreal, anyways, and uh, made a skit out of it. You know, <laughs> oh man, how you said bagels, bagels. bagels? <laughs> Wait, how do, yeah. how do you say it? Is this my bagels. accent coming? Bagels, bagels, like the San Francisco Bay. Yeah, bagels, bagels, bagels would be what you put it in after you bagels. It. You carry it home bagels. in your bagel. Yeah. Do I do this a lot? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I find your Canadian accent adorable and affable. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's some right. I'm about to drive to the old Tim Hortons yeah. there and get some, uh, you know, double double there. Right, <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> uh, man, well, um, what to talk about this morning, guys? I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm stoked for all the movement that's happening. Like, there's, we have these brief few weeks where it just seems like everything's dying. These little slumps. It gets so everybody gets so disheartened. Twitter gets all moody and and depressed, and then all of a sudden, just like one or two big mints happen, and the sentiment of the whole place changes just like that. Boom! And it feels like we're moving into that positive sentiment zone for a little bit. Look, here. I mean, right? It went, I was talking about how that Wonder Pals Star Catchers Week is setting up the exact same way as the Lemons Alien Friends Week. That started everything, guys. Let you, regardless of what those projects did, they lit the flame. It was like apes were rallying. All blue chips rallied insane in December. And then it went quiet. It was like one week, two week quiet. Boom. Little Lemon Friends, Alien Friends, Cool Man's Universe. One week. And then we go on the greatest three week bull run I had ever seen uh, in the PFP market. Without question. Yeah, there's a, there's a pattern there, and this does feel mm-hmm. an awful lot like that week before. <laughs> yeah. But I will tell you this, though, like, you know, doing this show and, you know, with all of the delays and, and the Super Bowl just being like this, like, big, looming, I don't want to say shadow because that makes it sound very ominous, but who knows. Um, 
it does just feel like there's this little bit of a hangover period right now where there was just like so much fun going on and now it's just like uh you know like i and yeah. i think that once we come out of that it's it's going to be crazy like to your point but the lows the bottom feels in it's interesting it's just so i i just struggle with it in this space because like it feels like at any given time depending on our frame of reference it feels like we're either in the worst market ever or the best market ever, you know, like it, it's and this, two, this two people of, could be having completely different experiences at the exact same time. hundred percent. Yeah. The stock market, so fundamentally different. When the stock market pulls back, it pulls back 5% and it's the, it's in the news for weeks. Okay. When crypto has a small pullback, it's 50% down on the floor. This is why it feels different. This is why people feel like panic. Cause even though that's floor, it's a goddamn, how many times we got to say, right? That wall thickness, if the volume came back, that shit would be eaten up instantly. And we'd be higher than we were before. It's the most important metric in all of NFTs is that wall thickness. It lets you know what's really going on. Sure. That one guy that is trying to get liquidity and undercuts and makes the floor look like it minus 50% is a bitch, but it's really an illusion. So that's why it feels so much worse than it usually is. And we bounce back so quick. It goes the other way too. All you got to do is clear out those few rows on the bottom and all of a sudden it's thin right back to where you were before. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I think it's also too like the type of projects you're getting into kind of change that frame of reference as well. <clears throat> you know, in that week with Alien Friends kicking off Lemon, Little Lemon Friends, and uh, what was the third one that was going cool on at the same universe. time? Cool Man's Universe. Okay. It was like if you were in on those three projects, things looked really rosy and were really really good. But in other parts of the market, it's not like all the projects across the board were going up. And I think there is sort of like a some fundamental difference there because people aren't investing in index funds in nfts like they might be if they're investing in stocks i wish i could right (laughs) so i feel like there's like it's very hard to characterize the market at any time for general collectors versus you know people who are just getting into the market versus people who have huge amounts of ETH to throw around and are actually able to diversify a bit it's like a very weird yeah i don't know hard hard to put anything into a bucket in this space it feels like you know who else is looking very tired right now when it comes to nfts who Gary V. <laughs> I didn't I didn't even Poor get guy. to this. I didn't even get to this. You won't be able to hear the sound, but I'll pull it up. Um, he was on CNBC with a, uh, a news reporter that was definitely looking for the ha gotcha moment as though Gary V hasn't been asked all of these stupid questions a million times. Um, like I said, there's not going to be sound, but, uh, you know, her body language just says, like, I'm about to get you. And, should somebody uh, try to voice this over? Should we should we each do the voices? Um, you know what? Actually, there might be a way that I can do this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I, you want to just do the... Yeah, go for it, Josh. Start. I think I just threw myself into the... the in as the sacrificial lamb here. I, maybe I shouldn't have, you maybe I shouldn't have tried. You yourself for that, yeah. <laughs> uh, improv is not one of my strong suits when it comes to that. Um, let's see if I can do this. Maybe I can share it he just he he he's so like well first of all it looks like he had to like wear a a, a collared shirt and do his hair for this interview and if you've seen gary v lately it's all about the uh rocking a, a beanie and hiding in a corner whispering about uh nfts but um um oh god 
Yeah, I, I, you can, and you for anybody who doesn't, you know, imagine, oh, NFTs are bad for the environment, uh, money laundering. Uh, <laughs> Here, I've got it. I've got it. It's going to be able to. Can you guys tell me if you can hear this this sound if I if I start playing it? Yeah, give it give it a oh, go. It's, it's an I avenue, um, not just to make a lot of money or lose a lot of money, but it's also an avenue. Oh, for my- <laughs> money laundering, and it's also a, a place where white supremacists apparently are taking options. Just looks so fed I up. mean, it's problematic at best in so taking many ways. Um, how do you see what's happening in the crypto space today? I, I don't think the crypto space has any more problematic issues than the internet, society at large, mainstream media, Wall Street. Um, you know, I think it's a new avenue of innovation. And I think every avenue of innovation has good characters and bad characters. So how do I look at it? I look at it as a new platform where consumers and humans will evolve and all the good and the bad that comes along with human behavior will play out on the platforms. Solid, solid. No, there's more. I don't know why my internet's being so shitty. Exciting world of the NFTs. <laughs> what about them? I think a lot of people say that these are things that should not have value. Cons- <laughs> yeah, I mean, people thought that Andy Warhol's and Jackson Pollock should not have value. People thought that sports cards should not have value. People thought that sneakers should not have value. The thought of people deciding on their opinion of what should or shouldn't have value has made me laugh my entire life and has historically been incorrect. The market will decide if something has value. Um, so for me, it's more about understanding why people buy NFTs. It's the same reason that people buy Chanel handbags and Nike sneakers and Mercedes Benz. This is about brand. And if you look at the behavior of the under 15 year old crew, Fortnite, Roblox, Minecraft, uh, if you look at why people care about blue check marks on Instagram or how many followers you have on TikTok, we are living more and more increasingly in a digital landscape and NFTs become assets to communicate who you are and that's something human beings have done forever bought things to communicate and nfts will be the scaled version of that solid (laughs) yeah i mean it's a pretty generic answer that has been said over and over again but i do think gary v is pretty good at uh, conveying that to the the general public and just making it a very like palatable answer for people to digest but you know he didn't use uh, the word fugazi once not one fugazi where's my fugazi he was very controlled during that he has to be you put me on that show oh what What? i'm working on it (laughs) are you fucking kidding me this shit is fugazi Uh, it's the tone though the tone goes a long way in these things i think and it's like so often i feel like we just get in this like back and forth where people are trying to go oh you know i'm gonna argue my way into convincing people these are a good thing but it's not it's about like educating and he keeps that tone of like oh yeah you just don't quite understand how this works Here's but he never says that. You can't tell not. somebody that. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you can you can say that with your tone of voice and sense, right? You can say like, hey, like, I let me let me explain this a little bit more because I think there's a part you're missing, and he he really nailed it in that way. It's nice to see. There was two things that I loved about that though. One, it was crypto's volatile ride, and it was like Bitcoin down one point three percent, and I was like. <laughs> 
the, the whole chart is just green. They put right next to his face because any yeah. traditional market people see down 2.8% on Ethereum. They think it's uh, yep. end of the world. And the other thing, too, is when she's like leaning in, she's like, because, you know, a lot of people say these shouldn't have value. And it was just like, oh, oh, I didn't realize that people have been saying that. That was a narrative. Oh, my God. You're right. Oh. It wasn't it wasn't like, the strongest gotcha I've ever seen. No, she was like. Right. <laughs> they got nothing. They got nothing. Uh, but you know, she bust out the environmental. Oh, maybe she did. Yeah, crypto. She did. Yeah, never mind. The, the bottom line, though, too, like you guys have seen it a lot. When when you see a celebrity post that they finally got a new NFT or celebrity post anything about NFTs, you just get a feel for the general sentiment. You see the general public's it's replies. Shifting. It is slowly shifting, but it is still overwhelmingly negative. And even folks I know who are fairly well informed about the tech space in general still have this overwhelmingly negative sort of i mean it's like it's like a really negative kind of brand identity or something that this space has it's hard to shake and it's gonna take unfortunately it's gonna take more than even like that kind of like hey this is the future guys like this is how value is you know this is how humans will perceive and show you know their values in the you know as as we become a more digital species like that that's just not going to be enough it's like i i don't know what cuts through the noise but i i think we're still a ways away from it like it, it's going to well, get more popular yes but it's i think it's still going to take time i mean two things to that right first when Justin Bieber posted his board ape on Instagram, um, I was surprised at uh, the relative positive support towards it. It was oh, yeah. it actually did outweigh the the negative. I'm fucking done with this guy now. Justin Bieber is like kind of his own cult, right? Where people the the fans of him are rabid, and you know he might do no wrong in their eyes. So there's an element of that, but hey, maybe that's a pretty good ambassador. For, to, to, to have this up there. I don't know. I'm not about to comment on that. But the other thing I was going to say too is actually, and we didn't get to it in the show, free market, I guess you went down a little bit of an Instagram rabbit hole yesterday and uh, you were pretty surprised too. Yeah, it was interesting. I had never, you know, you go into the search function of Instagram and it shows you the things you're interested in, like, you know, weed and butts and NFTs. And then you click on one of these things. And if you just keep scrolling down the stream, uh, it'll give you more related things. Right. So you go down the hole, as they say. And I started to look at all the NFT content. I was surprised in a few ways, I guess. The most surprising was some of the content wasn't bad. These guys were actually saying decent things. They were giving decent advice to people, but then not really executing that advice properly. They would say the right things. Got to trust the team. Can't be, you know, engagement hack, blah, 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 all this stuff. And they would point to projects that were kind of doing just that. But the other thing that really, really jumped out to me, I guess, was the proliferation of 3D projects that are junk, something we've talked about on this show a lot over the last couple of weeks. This is what dominates. You don't see a lot of apes. You don't see a lot of punks. You don't see a lot of kaijus. You don't see a lot of doodles. What you do see are these 
3D, uh, you know, cook like these these projects we've been talking about that don't seem to have much soul that are copies of each other using the same models with different fur and all that type of stuff. So I was also surprised at how little hate there was. There is not the same type of vitriol that there used to be on um, on the on the post that you would see in the comments. I actually just got distracted because the uh, Cool Pets Mint just went live. Oh, damn. They just announced that the Cool Pets Mint is live. Uh, Oh, wait, hold on. 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Public Mint is live. I don't know why they tweeted this out at 11.34. So 26 minutes? Are they, maybe they're- No, it says it's live right now. It's going down. It says it's live right now. Hmm. Did they try it's to stealth an, it? Did they try to trick the bots? I think they tried Maybe, to trick the bots. Uh, I hope not. Wouldn't that just a doesn't make any sense? Because yeah. the bots would see the contract. Wouldn't that just screw lie. the allow list people over that are assuming that it's going to go down at twelve? Oh no, yeah, this is no, yeah. this is public sale. Sorry, this is public sale. Even happen. Um, maybe they tried to schedule it and fucked up. <laughs> I'd, I'd believe that. Feels like they might have, honestly. Praying it doesn't also go poorly. Mark, I just have to say, weed butts and NFTs. I, a man of class, I see, with some shared interests. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, we love it. We love the weed. We love the buds. Poorly worded. It's not live. It okay? Someone in the comments ah. said this is poorly worded. It's not live. It should say will be live at 12 p.m. Right. Yeah, all, they, all they need to put is an at in front of the at 12 yes. ESD public. I mean, will be live. <laughs> what is what is even happening over there? Like, I, you know, they have I mean, the they have an, an inconceivable kind of amount of money to work with right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you, you know, like this is I don't know. Like you guys, I, I, I don't I know. Well, I don't know. I've worked in done digital product launches before in the past in my boring Web2 life. And like it's hard to do a proper launch things go wrong it's there's it's very unpredictable all that stuff right you can do it right it takes a lot of money it takes a lot of experience it takes a good team but like i've watched like recently like razor and like a few other really big brands just totally fuck up launches with huge teams huge amounts of money and all that and still completely fuck them up so i think there is just like a natural tendency for an even slightly complex launch to just have at least one thing go totally wrong and I got a feeling it's just going to keep happening. <laughs> cool Pets yeah. has sort of confirmed it for me. Like, it's just nobody's until we have massive, like, enterprise level organizations going on here. It, right. It's, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> it really is still unorganized. Like, do, does Cool Cats even have a central office? I bet everyone works remotely. And I know people, I know everyone is remote work nowadays, but I could see how that could cause disorganization and miscommunication. I was really impressed to see that um, uh, Dots had that office going. That's cool. Yo, I am t- like this. I'm telling you, it's so hard when people ask me, why are you bullish on Kaiju King? It's like, it's, you know, there just go it is. Watch the tail, just go tail, yeah. watch the tail end of yesterday. Honestly, the guy, I mean, we, 
I had a suspicion that he was going to come on. He had messaged you. We were talking about maybe bringing him in, but we didn't want to announce it. Like we didn't want to try and hype up that episode because, um, you know, he's a busy guy. Things get changed up. So we just let it happen and, and see if he did. And he did. And it was amazing. But I mean, we didn't pregame it. We didn't discuss what we were going to talk about. And talking to this guy who has a wildly successful NFT project, um, has a, a great history in the crypto and NFT space, uh, it really just, again, like you just remember that these are just people too, but it was it was such a fluid and honest conversation um, and things like that. I don't own a kaiju and I'm more bullish than ever on them just because like I... I I felt like I was talking to a friend who just gets NFTs. It's just like this great conversation that we were having, you know, over a beer at a bar, right? Like that's that's kind of the vibe that I, I felt from it. I want to move to Milwaukee now. I'm, I'm feeling bullish. I'm not a fan of their basketball team, though. I was going to say, I actually like their baseball team. I don't know why. The Brewers. Was, you know what it is? I loved their new jersey. That really, uh, that was nice to me. The jerseys and the hats. Yeah, Milwaukee. What else do they got? No hockey team. They have a cheese team? curds. <laughs> cheese curds. I thought that was Canadian. No. Yes, uh, but Midwesterners. Know. You know, Midwesterners and Canadians—they're basically right. the same thing. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh, geez, eh? You hear that a lot in uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota, you're basically- <laughs> like all from Fargo. Yeah, yeah. Where is Fargo? Minnesota. Is it? Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. Get the old hockey sticks out there and sweep off the old pond there, eh? (laughs) Hey, all right, guys, I got to hop off. This was fun. I always enjoy chatting with you in the morning. Uh, My my dog is very angry with me for not having given him breakfast yet. Mm. So I got to, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You guys have a good time over there. And let's uh, see this market go crazy with all these mints coming. Always a pleasure. You know what? I think that's actually probably a, a good time to wrap it up unless you got anything you want to touch on free market. When be gone season. Yeah, Sean, I've been asking myself that for eight months. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm very bullish on be gone. I think it could happen any moment. Very thin floor. If you look at be gone's V1, uh, they have been moving the last few days as well. And these have a 6.5 ETH floor, only a few away from a 10 ETH floor. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Burke, Princess Camel, he is an unrecognized genius in generative art. It's only a matter of time. Very bullish on the Begons. When? I don't know. Can the devs do something? It, it feels like one of those things, too, like the longer it sits there and the more that these people that are accumulating them can continue to do, the the, the better the run up is going to be. Because I just think that the anybody that's buying these right now isn't doing so because they're looking for like a quick flip exit. Like they're not buying right. at two point point two five so that they can exit at point four. Maybe there's some, but like it really does feel like those that group of people that are accumulating right now um, are doing so to just to just hold these things almost just as like its own weird asymmetric upside store of value right yep because it's not an active trade but uh but yeah i i yeah go look at them man honestly like you said it, like the the floor is ridiculously thin like a little bit of action will just skyrocket that thing up to like was like 0.75 it's like under 100 nfts to like one of you know triple one of the biggest legends that you guys may not know or have heard of and some of you may have heard of him briefly would be dr Barry one dr Barry. Mm-hmm. 
was uh, the most prolific trading bot that has ever existed in um, in NFTs. He is most likely 100 e-sales on Carafuru. That's nice. Um, he he is, uh, what was I talking about? The Carafuru threw me off. Dr. Burry. Dr. Burry. Yeah, best bot of all time. He used to work the the uh, the Beagons, too. He made, the guy must have made thousands and thousands and thousands of ETH and is on an island uh, enjoying life right now because he's gone. The Dr. Burry bot, no more. That's right, yeah. I, you know what? I tell, I tell a lie. It's not under 100 to 0.75. I shouldn't uh, say that without looking. Um, but it is thin regardless, so... Dr. Burry. Yeah, I remember trying to put put uh, Weth offers in on um, on Vegans and that thing would just Im- immediately uh, <laughs> overcut you, I guess. Karafuru, do we even want to look at what just sold for 100 ETH? Yeah, I'm going to go look right now. This is very- no, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. So- Unless, oh yeah, you, we gotta get, we gotta wrap this up. Let me, I'll really quickly look at the uh, highest last sales here. Share the screen. What is this? Is this the one? Oh, it's animated. Twenty-five ETH. Why am I not seeing the high? Oh, maybe OpenSea is not updating. Oh well, whatever. Karafuru. There we go. All right, man. Well, if that's all you got, I mean, I think that that was a, a pretty good show. Happy uh, episode 69 to you, my friend. Nice. 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 Yeah, you're going to be jumping on the morning squeeze. I don't think we have anything going on for the rest of the day. Tomorrow, I think we've got an interview coming up. Um, with is that confirmed? World. With Breakfast, Breakfast World, World at 4 p.m. So pumped for that. Guys, this is what this is like my ba- my pet baby project that I just know is going to start. One day, I'm going to get a lot of DMs and messages in the Discord pings going, Yo, FMC Breakfast World, FMC Breakfast World. And uh, you'll find out tomorrow why in an interview with the creator, which I'm really looking forward to. That's 4 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. I'm surprised you didn't even mention this uh, flies um, and looks kind of capacitor or whatever that he tweeted out the other day. I'm not sorry. That's not creature. Uh, that's not breakfast world. That's uh, creature toad. My other pet. My other pet project that I'm nursing to a one eighth floor. There you go. I'm not seeing this hundred ETH sale. Oh, Twenty five ETH. Oof. Oh, whatever. Anyways, all right, guys. We can uh, we can wrap it up from there. Uh, free market, great show as always. If you're tuning in late, we kind of just bounced around uh, for for most of the show. We talked about Karafuru. We talked about Hate Prime kind of falling below a certain point. We talked about Star Catchers, Serial Club. Uh, the squiggles launch that's going down today. We talked some of the PTE gaming with the Twitter spaces we had last night. That was a lot of fun. We will have that recording up for you as soon as possible as well. Um, we talked a little bit about the Instagram adoption of NFTs. Rug Radio was in there. Um, as, oh, we didn't talk about Azuki. Yeah, we just we we bounced around a lot, but it was always a great show. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. If any of you are new to it, we always appreciate if you subscribe and like it. But it's not in this. Uh, not a necessity but it does help us out a little bit so if you liked what you saw we appreciate that uh yeah free market get us out of here good luck at the tables dj